0: Live from the Motor Trend Studio, it's the Truck Show Podcast. My name is Lightning, he's Holman, and on um, this episode, number 240, we are checking in with an entrepreneur who makes TRX parts. Kind of mm. rare these days, I think.
1: Uh, yeah. And also, I just got back from Louisiana, where I had the best wait, day wait, I've wait. ever had in a, my entire oh, life. Oh,
0: oh, 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 it's Louisiana. Say no, it's it right.
1: Not. No, it's, it's not. It's not Louisiana. L- Louisiana. No? How do they no. say it? Listen, it's Louisiana. Okay. People down there say, Nolens. Nolens, or right? right. Or, or... or Lee's, Lu, I can't even do it right. Louisiana? Really? That's how they, they don't say but it's Louisiana. Not Lu, it's not Louisiana. Louisiana? No, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was there. We're going to have to call have, our family from there. We're going to have to call Corey Willis down in. Uh,
0: he's in uh, what part of the Louisiana? Uh, Lake Charles. Lake
1: Charles, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was up in Monroe seeing our good friend Chef Corey Barr. And I don't know if you uh, saw my uh, Instagram photos of the meal of the century that I had there. Yep. I can
0: tell you're up about three or four pounds oh, from the last seven time I saw you. or eight. You.
1: Yeah. That was awesome. I was down like 10, and now I'm like, nope, gone, <laughs> all gone. So I, I get there, and uh, we have a meeting with Skyjacker, who's in the same town or the town next door to where- You mean where, the
0: same Skyjacker that uh, we're playing
1: audio from in this very episode? Y- yep, absolutely. Okay. And so we went to dinner with Corey, and I, I talked to my sales guy, and he says he didn't make a reservation. And this is a Wednesday night. He goes, oh, I didn't think it would be a big deal because Monroe's kind of a small town. And he's like, I didn't think it would be a big deal. I'm like, oh, no, you need a reservation. So I text Corey. I'm like, hey, (laughs) you got room for eight tonight? Uh, Oh, my God, not
0: just you and the sales (laughs) guy. It's eight guys. So so
1: you're that guy. And so
0: tell me you apologize.
1: So Corey calls me back, right? And he's like, hey, brother, I got you covered. What time do you want to come in? I go, how busy are you? He goes, we're booked all night. And I go, 630? And he goes, 5.30 5.30 or 7.30? And I go, we'll see you at 5.30. So we get there, and his little restaurant's called Parish. And we've talked about Corey before. He, yes. he beat Bobby Flay. Mm-hmm. He's on uh, runner-up on Food Network not Star. Actually
0: not actually beat him like to a pulpit. Beat him on the show. Yeah.
1: Uh, was runner-up on uh, Next Food Network Star. So he's, he's got some notoriety. But a lot of people go, and they go to Vegas, or they go to New York, and Los Angeles either license their name out, or they open up some restaurant for a few years or whatever. No. Corey went back to his hometown in Louisiana to make five-star food. And I'm telling you, it is absolutely five-star food. And so we walk in, and he's like, he had texted me. He says, all right, I'll see you tonight. I'm coming in for a little bit. I got to fly out of town for a family thing, but I'm going to make sure I see you at the restaurant. Get in the restaurant, and they're like, ah, oh, do you have a reservation? I said, yes, uh, it'll be uh, Sean at 530. Oh, chef has you all set up over here. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Yes. So we sit down. Uh, compliments to the chef, and here comes the champagne. Oh, nice. And then Corey comes up, sees me, comes up, whatever you need, we got you covered, I won't be here all night, my, my team is going to handle you. We ordered half the appetizers that he makes, whatever we didn't order came out anyway.
0: Oh my god. And
1: it was like, "Oh, compliments to the chef." Did he do the white the flag chef?
0: thing? So when I went to Emeralds
1: all a bunch of years ago, that's like the Brazilian restaurants where they you put the flag like you're done on the thing and they come to feed that you. That is what okay. we
0: did. Well, we had no. to wave the white flag when we were done like
1: nine courses in okay. or something ungodly. So this is this was our this is our meal, okay? Because I I took a picture of the menu cuz I sent it to my wife and my my wife's like, "Yeah, I'm having yogurt." And I'm like, "Well, that sucks for you because <laughs> I'm not having yogurt." Okay. And I will tell you, all of it, amazing. Hearth-baked Mississippi sweet potato bread. I've never had bread as amazing as this. With Steen's cane syrup, butter, and sea salt. What did you call it? It's mi- Steen's? Steen's. Cane syrup. It's a Steens. It's a company that makes okay. cane syrup. So you take the sweet potato bread, and it's kind of orangey on the outside. It tastes just like regular bread. A hint of sweetness. And then you put butter and cane syrup on it. It's the food and podcast, it's, everyone. The it's food podcast. it's so hot. Mm-hmm and and just fluffy and it's perfect. So then the original duck wraps, Maple Leaf Farms duck smoked bacon glazed with local honey. Oh my god, dude. I'm like <laughs> I'm like this is the best duck I've ever had in my entire life. And I've shot a duck and ate it fresh. And I don't think, think I've better. ever had duck maybe once. Oh, I guess it probably was at Emeralds. How about Louisiana alligator? Donald Farms alligator with Cupid dijonaise Aleppo pepper and dill. You had alligator. It was amazing. The batter on it. Tell me it tasted like chicken. It did taste like chicken, (laughs) but it was absolutely unbelievable. I think I posted on my Instagram. Said no one ever in California before, this alligator is is delicious and tender or something like that, right? Hand pulled burrata, a big giant thing of burrata cheese with house made pepper jelly, and warm petite biscuits with it. Grilled Louisiana oysters. I don't care if you don't like oysters or not. I I can't stand oysters. Oysters are disgusting. I like them cold, like garbling down a big thing of snot. Oh, yeah, it's snot of the ocean. But these were grilled with chorizo on top. So what? Brioche breadcrumbs with chorizo, calabrian or calabrian chili, butter, and lemon. The flavors. The, the the texture. So was it fireworks on your tongue? Devil, it was a foodgasm. <laughs> Deviled farm eggs, caramelized miso, smoked trout, roe, damn fine hot sauce, and pig skins crackled on top. Roasted Brussels sprouts, pickled lunchbox peppers, Kentucky kernel mint, and sambal aioli. And then dinosaur kale salad. I didn't touch that because, you know, I don't, right. I don't touch stuff. Other people did. And the iceberg slab—it's yeah, green, whatever. And other people at the An team. An iceberg right? slab right. sounds good. Point Reyes blue cheese, heirloom tomato, everything spice, cracklins for the croutons, and buttermilk dressing made fresh. Sounds good, dude. It was amazing. Except for the oysters, it sounds good. It was amazing. So, mm. oh, so anyway, we're we're having we're having dinner, and he comes around, and uh, it's like, oh, oh, this compliments of the chef. Well, here comes some other special thing. Oh, compliments of the chef, and I'm like. I don't know if I can eat my steak now because there's too many sides, right? Unbelievable mac and cheese, like all the sides that he had. And then at the end of dinner, they come with a Grams 20-year bottle of port that is as big as the girl holding it. Oh, Oh, also compliments of the chef.
0: Was the whole thing comped? No. Oh. Okay. No, but I won't say how much. No, when they say compliments of the chef, that means that you're getting special so, treatment yes. or not free.
1: No, no, those items were compliments of the chef. Oh, okay. There was a lot. I I won't say how much. There was a. The bill was significant. Can I guess? But it was significantly. Can you tell me if I'm in the ballpark? Less significant. I'll tell you the the, the total bill for eight. Total bill for eight. I'm going to say was
0: forty five hundred.
1: No. More or less, around a grand. That's it. Five star food—you won't even believe. Like you could—that meal in L.A. Okay. would have been four thousand so, dollars with the booze so and the I, old fashioned. The only
0: that. thing I have to compare it to the only nice restaurant, yeah. and I've said it already three times, is Emeralds. And I went to I went to both Emeralds mm-hmm. in New Orleans, Narland's, yep. and then I went to um, what's his other one, uh, Nola for New Orleans, yep. Yep. right? Yep. So at Emeralds, but Emeralds, our tip, our tip mm-hmm. was twelve hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, I believe it. So
0: and I don't know what the bill was because we were there with the sous chef. So oh, yeah. I was sitting with the former sous chef so, of that of that restaurant, and he just kept ordering and ordering yeah. and ordering. And the new sous chef who took his place was trying to impress him. Oh well, so even we better. just we just yeah. kept going and going and going and going. And it was insane. I was so lit dude. too. We had so many bottles of, of I, wine. It was
1: insane, dude. I, we had wine. We had old fashions for days old, with with old florist in it. I mean, just dude couldn't have been. More amazing. I just I went there and I, I, and then he let me smoke a cigar on the patio in the back. I was like, man, this is
0: perfect. Sounds like a good trip. All right. Well, it is the Truck Show podcast. So we're going to get to, but some wait, here. there's
1: more food. No, we got dessert. We have to Can stop I stop I tell you about food. dessert?
0: No, we have to stop. We have dessert? to stop. really, no, seriously. No, no, no,
1: seriously. seriously Here's time 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 so the out. Five years on. ago when he started oh, this oh. thing, he planted a row of peach trees in the back. Yeah. And now they have peaches. <laughs> So, Are you saying that you got I, the first peach? No, I had peach. Wait, millions of peaches? Peaches for free. Yeah. Panna cotta with like vanilla and honey with fresh peaches. Mind-blowing. So if you guys are in that part of the country, you have to stop in at Parrish and say hi to our, uh, our friend, uh, uh, Chef Cory Barr. Tell him Holman sent you. He might- Acknowledge me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in addition to playing some of my uh, – so that was the lead-in to Skyjacker, right? Did you eat before or after Skyjacker?
1: Uh, we ate after. We had our meeting with Skyjacker. And while I was there, Lonnie uh, McCurry Jr., who uh, is the, uh, the son who runs everything now. Um, and by the way, they're, I guess they're – jeez, are they three or four generations now deep in the family? They're the only company of their size in the suspension market that hasn't sold to a VC. We talk about that. They just did another massive expansion on their Louisiana property, and he's giving me I'm like, this is stupid. Why don't I do the podcast? Well, okay. Well, don't so,
0: spoil your interview. Right. Okay. So we got that. And uh, you, you may know this if you follow Holman, but if you don't, you're not aware that Holman gave away a piece of his soul a few days ago.
1: That's not true. It's not true? Well, okay. It hurt a little bit. Yeah. I, I know it hurt. So I'd drive away. and. <sighs>
0: We'll talk about uh, Holman selling his uh, Adventure Jeep here in shortly. And then we're going to tell you how to go camping with us here up in uh, Big Bear in Southern California. So if you're in the SoCal area in a couple of weeks, there will be an opportunity to camp with us and uh, go to some classes and learn about off-roading. And it's Toyo's
1: Trail Pass. We're going to tell you all about it coming up. All right. I think I want to save it for next episode, but I have the results from swapping out the wheels and tires on that short-term uh, F-150 Lightning I had. I also have... Some thoughts about EVs in general and using them. I had it for a week. I had to plug in every day, I did the whole thing. It was obviously this is the pure electric. I know there's a lot of excitement around lightning. So I think next episode, I want to drill down a little bit on my experience because I, I formed more of a philosophy, even even more so than when I had the Rivian, versus driving this for a week and doing some things with it. Interesting. So so let's get into our advertisers. We'll get this show next week, F one fifty lightning kind of results and and my thoughts. Okay.
0: All right, Holman, before we talk Nissan, I want to show you this photo that I just snapped on the way here on the 105 freeway as I was crossing the 110. So look at this and tell me what that is. Uh,
1: looks like a, what, a Datsun 420 or something like that? Little pickup truck?
0: Yep. So what is on the lower left-hand corner? What is that sticker uh, right there? It says Datsun. Yeah, but, but it, okay. So what does it say on the lower right-hand side? It says long bed. But the, it says Nissan embossed on the tailgate. Okay. So and- why the Nissan on the tailgate? Embossed, if it has a Datsun sticker on the lower left
1: and a long because bit on the right, meaning uh, why the both? imported Nissans were imported as Datsuns back in the day.
0: I know that, but at what point did they cross I, over Right slower? there. You're That's saying, where they're
1: saying, they're saying we're going to Nissan. So this Datsun, was a Nissan. crossover year? Yeah. He didn't just put stickers on it because he thought it was funny. I thought he was I don't know what he was thinking. No, there I was, saw there's uh, all sorts of products in but that I thought era. just
0: one year they, they went clean from Datsun and Nissan, no? No.
1: No, there was a sort of a, 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 a slow burn. I believe they, uh, I want to say they phased it out in 1986, uh, and uh, now Datsun, they relaunched it back in June of 2013 in other parts of the, of the world for like a entry-level car, but back in the early days, I guess the, the origins of Datsun, if you're curious, I mean, do you want to know? Yeah, please, go. Uh, in 1931, the Dot Motor Car Company chose to name its new uh, small car Datsun. And it's a uh, – according to the history that I read, it's a name which indicated the size when compared to their bigger vehicles. So I, I don't know what the, the – you know, what it means in Japanese or whatever, but when Nissan took control of DAT back in 1934, they went from Dot .sun, S-O-N, to Dot .sun, S-U-N. Okay. Because sun, I believe, can mean a loss in Japanese. So basically they wanted to – Um, change it so it wasn't a negative connotation on the brands. And so uh, when everything came here, it was always Dotson until, I I guess. The mid-'80s. Well, 1958 to, like, 85, 86, something like that.
0: Well, so I remember that big shift, but I didn't recall there being crossover years where they had both names on the same tailgate. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if this is, like, worth anything. I mean, meaning is it worth more because it's that special crossover year? I don't
1: think so. I mean, I think it's worth more because it's a damn clean mini truck that we'd all wish we could I mean, go back in time and have. I would love
0: to make this guy an offer, and I would so bag it
1: and just slam it. See, that's where you need your frame. your stupid LED sign that says turn on your headlights. You just say, I want to buy your truck, and that way you you can use it for good. The LED sign didn't work. I had that. I tried it. So it,
0: it scrolled too quickly. It just didn't work. What I need is— uh, Why
1: did you have it scroll? Why couldn't it just no, flash?
0: No, because it— what are you gonna? It's one letter at a time. They'd never figure that
1: out. Seriously, you got a one letter at a time sign? No,
0: it's no, it's scrolls. Well, I could do one letter at a time, but it's scrolls, and I slowed it down as much as I could. I held it to my window a couple of times, and they just didn't read it. They didn't. I like, thought you were pulling them over. I don't know what off. was going on. So now I need to get. I think we. I need to talk to Midland, and I need to get a radio, and I need to take the output of the radio and put it into a uh, into a squawk box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and I need to yell at people over a PA system to turn their lights on and. And to sell me their Nissan, that's what I need to do. Yeah. You don't think it'll go
1: well? All right. So, hey, listen, if you're uh, (laughs) in the market for a truck that does not uh, have a squawk box attached to the bumper Mm -hmm. and you aren't using it to yell at people on the freeway (laughs) because they're on your porch, then uh, you want to check out the uh, Nissan Frontier, Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD. Of course, the uh, Titan and Titan XD come with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Head on down to your local Nissan dealer. You can see all the options. Of course, Lightning and I are uh, fans of the zero-gravity seats, the Utilitrack bed tie-down system. And the Fender audio system. That's right. I think Lightning would go uh, platinum reserve while I would stick in the uh, Pro 4X realm. Or you can figure out which model is right for you at NissanUSA.com.
0: But if you're stuck with your old truck and it's got a nasty case of the uh, sponge pedal where... Like you know, when you're rolling up to a, a a red light and all of a sudden it goes green and you lay back into the throttle smoothly and there's nothing there. That's the sponge pedal I'm referring to. Could be turbo lag, could be throttle enrichment delay, could be a, a number of What applications
1: are the worst offenders? Uh, the ones that can be helped the most by the pedal monster? Eco diesel. Yeah, I would agree with
0: Eco-diesel, that. Eco uh, diesel, Toyota Tacomas.
1: Yo, to- followed Tacoma for by sure.
0: followed by the Tundras, uh, the new Tundras. Tacomas are really nasty. If you've got a Tacoma and you've got any overlanding gear on it, you got a set of 35s or something. You uh, need this. You need the Pedal Monster in a
1: really bad way. And by the way, the Pedal Monster comes with reverse safety, which means that when you go into reverse, it reverts to stock. And if it fails, it fails in the stock position, which is not the same as most pedal devices on the market. When you say most, you mean
0: zero, meaning this is patented. And yep. those other popular devices out there don't have any of this. So if they fail, they can fail to full throttle,
1: which is bonkers, especially if you end up on qualified captains. So type in bankspower.com where you can see which pedal monster is right for your ride. Hey, lighting. Yes, sir. Did I tell you that I just finished mapping out uh, Overland Adventure 22 for four-wheeler? Is that the one that you're not taking me on? No, you can... Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, I actually uh, used Onyx, and I mapped out a route for 320-plus uh, miles for our four-day adventure. And where's that? Uh, it's top secret. And uh, it's it's what part of the country? You can't tell you. But it's in Southern California, right? Sure. Come on. You're just trying to go on it. I want to go on it. I've never been. Listen, uh, if I wanted you to know, uh huh, I could send the route from my Onyx account to your Onyx account. Really? But since I haven't done that... You obviously need to recognize could, that I don't want you to wait know. Wait a minute. So if you send it to my iPhone, could I also share it with to my iPad? Well, any changes you make on one device goes through all your devices, whether it's your iPad, your Android phone, your iPhone, your laptop, which is great because I laid out the trail all on my laptop, and I populated it on all of my devices, and I was even able to export it as a GPX or a KML file mm-hmm. and send off to the Bureau of Land Management for them to uh, download it and approve it. And I'm happy to say... Our route is thumbs up, and uh, Overland Adventures will going be rad this year. Wait a minute. You sent the file to BLM? I didn't even know that was a
0: thing. Is that normal? Like you can send a route to them and say, can I have approval to go on this
1: federal land? Not only is it a thing, but it's uh, required. I didn't know that. So listen, if you are planning a route for you and your buddies or for a massive corporate event like me, <laughs> you want to go to uh, onxmaps.com. Onx features thousands of off-road trails. You can save the maps for offline use. You can track, save, and share trips. You can sync with CarPlay and Android Auto. You can customize with markups. And on the premium tier, public and private land info so you know if you're camping on uh, someplace you shouldn't be. Also, check out their uh, powerful 3D planning if you're interested to know if you're in a valley or whatever. Not only do they have the topo mode, But you can go to 3D mode, and you can fly through your route and see the mountains and everything around you, which is a super cool feature. Now, wasn't there a box that you checked that said that you had to share your route with lightning? All right. Well, if you want to see if I uh, sent you anything, you got Mm -hmm. to download the app. So either the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. When you go and sign up for your account, type in truck show for your discount code. Fantastic. But I don't trust you. I feel like you're going to send me a virus. Or a specially curated route that will look like a uh, Toyota water pump gasket. Yeah, I know what you're talking about
0: Show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts Lightning and Holman.
1: Do well, I got a problem, Lightning? Uh-oh, well huge problem.
0: I, I don't know what you're getting at. A massive problem. Is it physical?
1: Uh is it, it in your pants? It is uh <laughs> I don't know what to answer <laughs> that. No, it's not okay. that kind of problem. <laughs> All right. Well, you are getting to that age. Uh, uh, yeah, no kidding. Meta- <laughs> Let me tell you, people: metamuscle and witch hazel. Those are the those are the key words when you mm-hmm. get above uh, above forty. <laughs> Nobody tells you. It's sort of like getting the golden key to the executive washroom. Then you mm-hmm. go, this place exists. It's <laughs> sort of like that, but it's n- nowhere near as nice. No. So, hey, uh, September ninth through eleventh, uh, people have a chance to hang out with us in Holcomb Valley in Big Bear, California, at Toyo's Trail Pass. Which is free to attend? You can register at toyotires.com com slash TrailPass, and it's a uh, event that includes free overnight camping, a bunch of workshops and presentations, camp cooking demo, photography workshops, tire one hundred and one, all I'm that good stuff. Giving a workshop,
0: <laughs> ladies, <laughs> ladies giving a workshop
1: on what? What could you possibly be giving a workshop on? Pedal Monster. Oh, so you're advertising a little bit, sponsor there a little bit. Okay, uh, there's plenty of vendors, which is <laughs> no, going to be my hey, next my,
0: next bullet have, point. My, my workshop is my workshop is. How do you get rid of... uh, Lightning. Sponge petal. Dead pedal. Oh yeah, yeah, pedal, Dead pedal. Yeah, yeah, wooden and I, pedal. And, and I hold up a device and then leave and
1: I'm done. That's it. I, yeah, like a mic drop. Boom. Well, you just gonna drop the pedal monster <laughs> yeah, right just, in the dirt. No, I wouldn't do that. And then I everybody, wouldn't. it's going to be like a pinata where you crack over the candy and everybody just oh, like everybody bum pounce, rushes. And, uh, pounces yeah, and then there's like 30 concussions of people. and <laughs> They realize that the one you have doesn't even fit their application because you brought one for like a Mazda Miata or no, something you know, like that.
0: No, no, honestly, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to bring up there and do test flights. So if you want to come in, and I'm going to put a t- uh, pedal monster in your Tacoma, Tundra, wherever you got up there, your Jeep.
1: Take it first bin you like it keep it. I
2: All
0: mean right. you gotta maybe pay for it, but I'll I'll hook a brother up.
1: All right. Well, there's gonna be a display rigs. There's a movie night for the family and a huge raffle with a chance to win over twenty thousand dollars in prizes. But that's not my problem. Wait, what? Did I'm, you say twenty k? Twenty k. I'm I'm excited. I'm happy to go. We'll be there. We'll be walking around. We'll be doing some podcasting. We we'll camping. Right. I, I don't have a way to get up there anymore. So. You sold
0: Adventure Jeep, yes. Your JL that was outfitted from head to toe yes. in Aev equipment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, Aev. So on your left eye, I see the dried tear from American earlier this afternoon. Is, that's a tattoo. Oh, uh, <laughs> you got the tear American Adventure Lab, uh-huh. uh, Baja Designs. Uh, yeah, I mean GFC, mm-hmm. Go Fast Campers, the everything. It's gone, and I realized when our friend John over at uh, Toyo called and said, "Hey." We've got a new product coming out. Would you guys like to uh, do something with it? And I thought that would be great, but I don't have a Jeep anymore. Hmm. When will you be
0: rejeeped? Be rejeeped. Well, you'll <laughs> have a new one inside of a month, right? Ish. Mm, kind I'm of t- guessing two months? October. Oh, October. And I still have to fly out and get it. We have to fly out and get
1: it. Right. I have to fly out and get it. We have to fly out and get it. You're going to take time off yes. to go. With me to Michigan. Yes. And then road trip home. Yes. So that means instead of coming home with a passenger seat that is virginal, it will be a passenger seat that is you, your butt cheeks will be basically what stays behind.
0: Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to think of it that way. but
1: well, That's how I think of it. I, and It's I,
0: you know, I w- I, scary. What I'll do is if it, if it earns me my, my right to, to be your co-pilot, mm. I'll get
1: you a seat cover. Don't need a seat cover, but uh, you will. Uh, how many tanks of gas are you committing to this trip? Half. Oh, I'll do half. Then you're you're come on down, right? Come on, you're. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> come on down. The price um, is right. So will we go every other state or every other fill up? So it's even, or will yes. you, you do the second half? So it's all California. No, hell no! I ain't getting all that gas tax. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. All right. So every other tank. Every other. All right. Uh you'll have to get your own airfare. I think this is
0: content for the truck show podcast owned by Motortrend, so maybe it's not, they could hook
1: that up. Nope. This is this is Holman goes on vacation. Is no, what it's this not. Is.
0: Jeep is a big client mm-hmm. of Motortrend, mm-hmm. and this is coverage. A
1: mm. Yeah, I don't a lot know. Of Jeep I don't coverage. know if the people who control the budget would agree with you on that. I'll make a call. Okay, so I I think I'm staying at a friend's house while I'm there anyway. I can rent a place, I guess. <laughs> you know <don't> they have hotels.
0: <laughs> That's what I meant. Get a room. <laughs> I get a room.
1: All right. All right. I don't know if this plan feels solid. I feel I feel like it's shaky right now at best. I want to
0: go and like, uh, so I had friends just after I had both my kids. Uh-huh. Right? They came up to the hospital, saw the baby. It was yeah. like that. It's like you're giving birth. I want to be there. It's a special time for you. I'm not saying no. I just don't know if there's a budget to fly you out. There is. There is. Absolutely there is. Hmm. You just haven't asked. Uh,
1: Because I know what the answer is. No, you don't. I don't don't need to shame myself. No, you don't.
0: No, you don't. You haven't asked Hmm. yet.
1: Now I need to weigh asking versus lighting actually coming. I have to decide which because if, if I ask and they say no, you're not coming, which is the same as me as not asking. So I might as well not no, ask. No, it's
0: not. You don't know. They could say this sounds like a great road trip.
1: Maybe there's a
0: there's a, a tire sponsor in there. Maybe there's some uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a slap into a slim gym every podcast. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like maybe it's sponsored. It's underwritten by someone.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. I see that as being uh, gratuitous. Holman on vacation, and now he's trying to weasel back into work. I was just gonna take a week off and go handle some business. No,
0: I, I'm saying, look, I have vacation too. I could take a week off, but it would be nicer to do it officially mm. as part of the Truck Show Podcast. Hmm. I think let's 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 draw it up in a PowerPoint. We'll save it as a PDF, and then we'll email it to your powers that be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't really
0: doesn't really work like that. No, it doesn't huh? doesn't doesn't work like that. No. I thought you were head honcho at Motor Trend.
1: No. Oh God, no. no? There's chief. Listen. There's 85 layers uh, above you? Listen, if, if if this is a club sandwich, yeah, I'm not even the bread in the middle. Oh, really? No. No, if this is a Big Mac, yeah. I'm like maybe the salt on the bottom patty. <laughs>
0: wow. I, I'm not even cheese. Cheese. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
1: there's a lot of burger up there. I see. Yeah. it's. Well, do I need to call Ed Lowe? What I, do I need to do? I just, yeah, I don't think that'll help either. Oh, Ed I Lowe's mean, not the I man? Mean, no, you can call him. Okay. He pro- I'm guessing he won't answer. Look, He's busy with his own podcast. Listen,
0: not only am I uh, your, your co-host, I'm uh-huh. a, a freaking
1: sponsor. I write some checks to this company. I have an idea. Yeah? Banks pays for you to go there. We install a pedal monster for the drive home. Oh, now that's interesting. Hmm. And you create Banks
0: content along the way. Will AEV let you put an exhaust on there?
1: I mean, they don't make exhaust, but well, I don't And
0: there you go. So you could put a Banks exhaust on there. You don't have a 392 not exhaust. Not yet we don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: This is, people are not, they're not into this.
0: Holman, how do you feel about calling Mr. Bill Schultz of Brawler Fab? He makes parts for TRXs. I can't imagine why I would want to speak with him.
1: No ulterior motive to uh, this one, eh? <laughs> I might already have some parts. Although what's weird is uh, I just looked on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I heard I, that you I, hate him. I wanted to see if we had mutual friends, and uh-huh. then I go... Oh, there's a friend request sitting here. Uh for how long ago did he friend uh, you? I don't know. It doesn't say on yeah. the computer here. Yeah, you shut that oh. ma- poor man down. We have 102 uh, mutual friends. I had 30 friends when uh, yeah. he
0: he friended me a couple of <laughs> weeks ago when I set up the yeah, interview, yeah. and I go, oh, why? Why I, I, was I, I, I not, might not know? Yeah. yeah, anyway,
1: so I just I just friended him. So I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. Did I hope. You,
0: oh, uh, yeah, I hope so. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if there's bad blood <laughs> when we dial. All right, I'm
1: dialing him right now. Okay.
0: It's good, Bill. It is Lightning and Holman for the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? Happening?
3: How's it going, guys?
0: We are. We're we're good. You
1: know who this is, Lightning. Uh, no, who? This is my new Facebook friend. <laughs> As of about thirty <laughs> seconds ago. Well, yeah, because I wanted to see how many mutual friends we had, and I realized he friend requested me. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I feel like a total dick now because uh, we have a hundred and two of them. Yeah, well, I have thirty mutual
0: friends. So, but but you, so we know him, is what you're saying. I think we know him. It's but one degree not of separation. Yeah, so this is
1: better than a Kevin Bacon uh, situation. It's way better. It's way better.
0: We're one degree. So, but you you've hated him for a, many many years. You know, apparently because you didn't accept his friend request. Uh, uh, apparently. Me, me I re- I re- accepted it like 30 seconds so in. So you, you only hated him for
3: a few never, weeks. never hated
0: oh, him. Oh, you never hated Not him. Not even for a moment. Didn't he just send you a bunch of stuff for your TRX? Maybe. Oh, so you really like him. I love oh, him. Oh, you're buddies. Uh, we're dating. You're way closer than he and I are. <laughs> I think he's on the other line. Oh, he we should play his uh, jingle first. Oh yeah. Don't move. Hold on a second, Bill. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's does it take to be an entrepreneur? with your job and get alone. And don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. So, Bill, that uh that intro is this is what it takes to be an entrepreneur, and that's the category that you fall into. But we're gonna get to brawler fab in a second, but how do Does everyone that we know know you? But you don't know us, or we don't know you. so strange. What's your backstory, Bill?
3: That is weird. Uh, i tell you what. uh, My only guess is I've been involved in the automotive industry for quite some time. I raced off-road and just played with cars and and trucks for most of my adult life.
0: And and what were you (laughs) racing in a particular series, or what were you doing? Be more specific.
3: I, I was. I was racing in the Ultra 4 Series. Biggest race of the year is the King of the Hammers. So he's Out way
0: of- more legitimate than you are, Lightning. For sure. If you just go to his Instagram, you'll see what it, it, he's super Oh, legit. I should follow him on Instagram, too? Uh, yes, you should. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: <laughs> I didn't know we knew all the same people. Yeah, well, you do. You can't avoid him. He's here. <laughs> he's making cool s***, dude. I well I could tell because you had all these boxes. Like, I I'm very, I, f- I felt like we were in the back alley or something. You're like hey kid, let's come over here check out what I got in the back of my truck. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what are you st- selling stereos or something? Well, it's
0: funny because when you when you look up TRX parts or you're on any of the groups, any of the the forums or or Facebook groups, his name pops up over and over again, and I find myself on Brawlerfab.com, b r a w l e r fab.com. And he's like, we make one thing and one thing only, TRX parts. And I'm like, I'm your buddy. And, uh, <laughs> I, and I said, we, get, we need to talk to you. And I also, we're, we're going to get into the second, he's modded his he TRX. I believe you did anyway, right, uh, Bill? So you've got some turbo pieces, which we'll get to in say, a second. I was going to say, I'm sure
1: he has Brawler fab parts on it. That would be my he first He does, guess. he
0: does. But he's, he's, made his, he's made his faster as well. What's your, what's the backstory to the uh, uh, King of the Hammers thing? Like how you race racing ultra four. How'd you get into it?
3: Well, that's actually a pretty long story. I uh, uh, started my ultra four career as uh, a member of a, a race team, changing tires and fueling the, the, the race car. And uh, uh, I was immediately hooked. First King of the Hammers is it, just the, the wildest uh, week that you can imagine. Out in the middle of nowhere, just partying every night and and racing every day. And I told myself, you know, this is something I need to do. And so uh, from that point on, I started doing the research. I decided, you know, I want to start off in in the lowest class possible just to see if I can uh, even compete. And I built a stock class uh, Jeep JK, actually, one of the first Jeep JKs to actually run in the King of the Hammers. And then uh, that kind of blossomed uh, from there. I got picked up some sponsors, which really helped me to boost my program. And you know, I, I, my next car was a brand new Jeep JL when they first came out. Uh, got some really cool offers from some of the major manufacturers to to build one of those and get it on the on the course. And so that's what I did, and uh, it just continued to grow from there.
0: Now, were you building your own trucks at this time? I mean, you and that'll probably lead us into your fabrication skills, but. You don't just buy a vehicle and go race King of the Hammers, right? These are very specific vehicles. I mean, you, vehicles. Do, you do if you're crazy. Well, I, I suppose there are you definitely
1: could. people in the Everyman Challenge who did exactly that. Yeah? yeah
0: and sure. how modded were these Jeeps,
3: Bill? So these Jeeps actually competed in the Everyman Challenge. So oh, they okay. stock-based Jeep Wranglers. Uh, they were limited to as to uh, what we can modify, but uh, a lot of fabrication in, in getting the suspensions uh, set up and, and just just. Bolting on parts, you're not going to survive the race. So we have to do a lot of uh, custom work uh, just to make the vehicle tough enough to survive. So that's kind of where my fabrication started, is building my own parts. You know, I had a lot of really cool sponsors that sent me high-quality parts, but to make them survive a race like the King of the Hammers, uh, we have to do more. Well,
0: where's your background from? How did you know how to weld? How did you know... Uh, you know solidworks or uh, you know operating a CNC press brake and things like that.
3: I never did uh, have all the fancy tools so I you know I, I kind of learned on my own I, I bought tools as uh, you know growing up uh, as, as a teenager, started playing with my first car and, and you know found that I needed tools so I'd start buying tools and and uh, uh, just really self-taught, I guess you know cutting welding is is something that I Watch others do and and thought you know I I can do that and so I went out and bought a welder and obviously my welds weren't very good in the beginning but uh, over time they they got better.
1: So what was the transition between uh, racing and then deciding hey I'm I'm going to start my uh, my own business and then what year was that How long have you uh, been at it as your own uh, your own company?
3: So I've actually had a couple of companies over the years and um, in the very beginning I had a custom. Facility that we did uh, mini trucks and we lifted trucks and lowered trucks.
1: Oh. <laughs> by, by the way, you don't know this, but like I would say, ninety percent of our guests
3: uh-huh.
1: have roots. some sort of roots in mini trucking. So every time that somebody says that, we just laugh because it's like you're you're definitely one of us. It doesn't matter if you're off road, if you're you know if you're racing, if you're pro street, whatever. If you love trucks, at some point you probably were involved in mini trucking in some way. So we would love to hear it.
3: Yeah, that's too funny. Uh, you know, I actually grew up in, in Hawaii. And, and in Hawaii, if you didn't have a, a an old bug or a mini truck, then you were nobody. So uh, I couldn't find a clean bug that I wanted that uh, wasn't stolen. And so I <laughs> had to go. And, but, uh, yeah, so I, I had a shop in Hawaii. It's called Extreme Motorsports. And we did, uh, like I said, lifting trucks and slamming trucks. And, and that never really took off because uh, back then, there really wasn't a whole lot of money to be spent on, on stuff like this. Everyone kind of did their own thing. And, and and so I got out of the business and, and actually went to work for someone else. And uh, here I am. And, and, you know, later in, in my years, I, I decided uh, it's time to go have some fun. And that's when I got involved in the racing. Well, how would you and- get
0: to what? So you're on, in uh, Washington right now, Correct. I am. How I did am. you get in? It's funny that, because- As I say, that's kind of a, uh, that's, that's a big leap from beautiful Hawaii. Well, and also I was trying to figure out the, uh, the accent because it didn't make, because I, I knew I'd read his bio and he's in Washington. Does like, doesn't
1: sound like Texas to you? N- d- well, no. not. Okay. It does
0: not there's no <laughs> Texan in there at all. So uh, <laughs> yeah, how the leap from Hawaii and that uh, they do have a cool off-road scene. There's some- Oh, so there's some, some, some amazing parts. trails and stuff yeah. there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How did you end up here? I moved to Washington to to go to work for uh, a very big company here in the state of Washington.
0: That you can't say because it's Microsoft? I mean, or top secret?
3: (laughs) I actually work for Boeing.
1: Oh, Oh, that would be a very big company uh, in Washington.
0: Are you an engineer
3: by trade? No, I'm not. I'm actually a uh, production manager for the Boeing company.
0: Well, you're you're surrounded by engineers all day, so some of it is rubbing off on you.
3: Possibly.
1: All right, so let's fast forward to uh, Brawler Fab. Obviously, you know TRX came out. Uh, That is an incredible platform. It's one of my personal favorite trucks of all time. I've had a long term one, four wheeler pickup truck of the year. Lightning was in enough times where he he got the bug and he went out and bought himself one. Obviously, incredible. Did you just buy one as an enthusiast and then decide it needs these parts and nobody servicing this community
3: yet? Well, I tell you what, uh, two years ago, I decided to retire from racing because just beating my body up too much. And, uh, I wanted something that was fast. I wanted something that I could take off road and uh, right about the time the TRX was, uh, in- information on TRX is starting to leak. And so I said, you know, I got to get myself on those. And as soon as the order banks were opened up, I placed an order with uh, my local dealership that helped me with my race Jeeps. And, uh, September of last year is when my truck got delivered and the first thing I did uh, was start looking online to see what can I buy for this thing I can't leave the stock I don't leave any of my vehicle stock and I couldn't find anything and you know I still had all of my tools that I accumulated over the years and and uh, a lot of the fabrication tools that I use on my race cars and I said you know what I'll just start making stuff for myself and and I did that posted some pictures on uh, a TRX forum and Instantly got messages from uh, twenty, thirty guys wow. uh, wanting, wanting to know where I got these parts from, and I said I made them in my shop. So they begged me to make them s- some of these parts, and and I really didn't plan on doing this. It was just something I wanted to do for myself for my own truck, and I eventually caved. You know, I said, okay, I'm going to make twenty of these pre-runner light bars, and the first twenty people that say they want them can can buy them, and and that's it i'm done (laughs) that didn't work out too well for you did it no it did not (laughs) (laughs) sold in the first day and so i said well shoot you know i can't stop now and uh you know i've I've had ideas to do other things to my truck and and uh the members of the forum has that actually given me a lot of really cool ideas as well so i started drawing things out and cutting up some scrap pieces of metal, welding it together and seeing how it looked. And uh, it just kind of took off from there.
0: Well, I think one of the things, uh, I think what caught my eye, this is lightning, were the behind the grill light mounts. So you can take anything like a Baja designs or rigid six inch light and put it behind the grill. So when they're off, they're really stealthy. And no one that I was aware of had done that until Until Bill came out with these brackets that allowed you to put the lights back there. And you have to do a few mods. You have to move. I think it's the reservoir for um, windshield windshield wiper fluid, correct? Yes. So you do that. That looks pretty easy. But the look is so cool. And so that's when I found out because I'm like, where are these things coming from? I need to know. And I popped up and I go on the site and I see you've got an an assortment of products, including, like you said, the... um, the pre-runner light mount that goes also in front of the bumper. Um, uh-huh. You've got the uh, the new battery tray that holds the, the PCM. And also uh,
1: it has an ARB mount as well for a dual compressor, which I thought was yeah. really cool. And then of course the uh, A-pillar light mount kit. So that's pretty cool. So there's like a lot. It's all like the little stuff that when you start using your truck, you're like, man, I really wish somebody made this. Well, guess what? He does. I mean, he does. He does. Yeah, he does.
0: Exactly. American-made, right here in Washington.
1: How much of your uh, TRX specific parts transfers over to the regular RAM 1500? So, if there's somebody with a RAM 1500 looking for that light kit, will it work for them as well?
3: Unfortunately, the well, the pre-runner light bar will work on the new body style 1500. The behind-the-light kit will work. However, uh, I haven't sorted out the uh, the placement of the lights because the grills are different.
1: Right, it's got and a different so, grill shape and, and the cooling path is a little bit different between the two trucks.
3: Exactly, and, and, and quite honestly, I don't think the, uh, the standard 1500 grill uh, would look right with lights mounted behind it. The battery box will work However, you can't mount the separate air tank because uh, the air box for the 1500 sits on the passenger side. But how, uh,
0: how did that idea come about? What was the need for the battery box? That's not something that most people would say, I'm worried about my plastic battery but box. I, don't think
1: that, I think he was looking for a place to mount the uh, compressor in the tank, right? And it just happens Act- to be a great way to, uh, to tighten up uh, or secure your battery on that side, I would imagine.
3: Exactly. So actually, I posted up a contest on on the forum uh, asking the members to whoever came up with the best idea for my next product would win a prize for me i love it will win that actual product and uh so the battery box really uh intrigued me because uh, a couple of guys had jumped their trx's and the plastic battery box shattered
0: oh no kidding
3: but here's something that some of us might need, but I, I, I just can't imagine a lot of uh, TRX owners jumping their truck. But I figured, okay, I, you know, I'll give it a try. And I started to design a battery box for it. And in the meantime, someone else came out with one. Like with all of my other products, if, if, if there's already one on the market, I don't want to make it. I'm all about creating a product that no one else has and being the first one. And so when that happened, I kind of shelved the idea and said, well, someone else has one. I'm not going to do it. I actually started working on it last year. Back in, I want to say, February, someone asked, how about an ARB compressor mount? And so I started looking under the hood of the truck, and it dawned on me that the perfect spot for the compressor would be right above the relay box. And how could I mount it there? Everything around that relay box is plastic. The battery box is plastic, and there's just no real good way to mount it. And so I pulled the uh, prototype of the battery box that I have sitting on the shelf, You know, blew the dust off it, and, and put it in my truck and started playing with uh, uh, compressor mount ideas. And uh, that's kind of how it all came together.
0: And have you jumped it since then? And how solid is it?
3: I have not jumped my truck yet.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should. It's uh, highly recommended. It's, yeah. uh, it's awesome.
3: Yeah, uh, I can guarantee that it will be a lot stronger than the plastic battery box. <laughs> I mean, it looks
0: like you made it out of not quarter-inch plate, but it's damn near close.
3: Yeah, it's it's not quite that thick. It's three uh, ths it's, it's solid. It's way more solid than the factory setup. It would definitely survive a, a, a pretty good jump.
0: How many iterations did you go through? Because I remember seeing something like, all right, here's the
3: latest version. So I, I made... I uh, literally made three boxes, and the first two boxes got cut up and re-welded, I would say, at least four or five times each. And then the third box, uh, I made one last modification to before I was satisfied.
0: So, of the, uh, of the parts that you've got so far, what are you most proud of, or what surprised you the most about its uh, acceptance?
3: I'm really surprised that the battery box is so popular. I really did not expect to sell as many of those as we have. Uh, simply because I, like I said, I don't ever think of jumping my truck. You know, why would anyone else? And uh, and I've raced, I've jumped, and I've done all of that. And I just don't see myself doing it with this truck. Uh, so that that's been pretty surprising. Probably my most popular product would be the behind the grill light kit. Yeah, you know, we've come out with several versions now. Uh, we made it so we can adapt pretty much any brand. Of light uh, and get it to to look right we took the Baja designs lp6 that everyone said wouldn't fit and made that fit it, just really proud of that product
0: good well I've got a set of uh, rigids coming so...
3: rigids are the ones that we started with and and I okay. think they probably be uh, look the cleanest behind the grill
0: so as Holman brought up a few minutes ago about the Ram 1500 guys there's a lot more of them out there are there plans to port some of this stuff over and like you just said, not all the pieces will fit for obvious reasons, but it's a big market. There's probably 30 times the number or more of 1500s out on the road. Is there any any plans to do that? Or are you just like, nah, it doesn't float my boat because I own a TRX, I'm making parts for myself, and they happen to be, uh, you know, sought after?
3: Yeah, so I like I said in the beginning, I, I never intended on turning this into a business. And since then, I have uh, kind of changed my to thought to, to – to, to look at the possibilities of doing other stuff. We did a uh, one-off on a uh, show rig uh, on a Bronco Sport. Uh, We made a pre-runner bar for that, and that's really taken off. So looking at the new Broncos, looking at 1500s, uh, I've got a uh, new Ram 3500 that I'm gonna be playing with here soon. So yeah, we're gonna expand. We're gonna start doing other stuff. Again, looking for products that others don't have my main goal. If I, if I'm going to do it, I want to make sure I'm the first one to do it.
1: Hey, I love, I love hearing about the success. And I, I love hearing about, uh, kind of your, your plans to expand in some other areas. Cause I think there's definitely some underserved, especially on the new platforms for some of the kits that you're making. Uh, but before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about your personal TRX and as lightning talked about earlier, you have a certain power adder to that. So uh, Lightning has brought it up in the past, and I, to oh, me, I, we're think curious. I
0: think it's a controversial power adder
1: on the in the marketplace, because you're the first person we've talked to that has this particular uh, right. product, so we have no, I I have never, uh, I, I've read forums, I've read the back and forth, but I've never actually read or uh, from somebody direct or talked to somebody direct who has it on their truck, and I'm very curious what your thoughts are.
3: So, I know what you're talking about, and I hate to say this, but I actually don't have it on my truck. What? The the plans and what you're talking about is the compound boost twin turbo setup, right? Yes. Yes. One of my uh, companies that I deal with, Ripituned, came out with this really slick twin turbo compound boost setup for the TRX. Uh, they sold, uh, I want to say, thirty or forty of these kits already, and I was supposed to get one of the first ones. However, I decided to go a different route. Uh, we're we're deep into drag race season here in Washington State, and so I'm doing other things to the truck right now. We're drag racing it. And uh, the twin turbo setup is, is probably not going to happen until early part of next year.
1: Okay, interesting. So, so we, we're going to have to follow up because I'm definitely curious what your thoughts are after you get it on there. And uh, I know it's funny you say drag racing and people are like, yeah, but this is a big old... Sixty five hundred pound. No guys, no guys are doing it. Oh, all guys over are the place. Guys are putting slicks on. Yeah, all over the place. It's it's amazing how fast that thing is in the uh, in the quarter. I think uh, at you know Motor Trend or Four Wheeler we've got like three point eight seconds, and I think we've done the the quarter at like eleven nine or twelve at like a hundred and seven or eight or something like that with just stock everything. It's just in phenomenal how how powerful this truck. Well, is. Well, so Bill,
0: tell us you just posted dyno results the other day. I did. Tell us about those dyno
3: results. So the first dyno result that I posted was for a uh, 850 horsepower kit from and, uh Whose truck we, was that? On my truck. Okay. So I, I started with uh, the very basic kit. It was a 750 horse kit. We went to an 800 kit. And then... Uh, so so wait, the eight-
0: l- let me just pa- pause you there. So that's upper and lower pulleys and injectors or, or what?
3: So the 850 uh, horsepower kit is an upper and a lower injectors and tune.
0: The tune. Got it. Okay. Because it's, uh, from what I understand, there are some, a bunch of safeties, cat protections that are built in there. So you don't melt the catalytic converters. I was just curious if, if, uh, if he's upping those limits, I don't know. You, you had the truck on there. No, so it's, let's. let's no, so we you, are not. Not,
3: not in my truck anyway. So
0: 850 horse.
3: 850 horse is the, uh. Advertised crank horsepower. Gotcha. Uh, my truck made 797 horsepower.
1: <laughs> Was that on 93?
3: Through the wheels. On E85. Oh, okay. E85. Okay, gotcha. Dang. Yeah, that's That's a lot of power. And that particular combo ran a 1070 at 126 miles an hour this past Friday. Wow. <laughs> 1070.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. big-ass truck. Yeah, I love it. I love everything about it. That's crazy. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah, when you get these, uh, this turbo kit on there, I, I, I'd be curious to see what happens because the— Actually, what
1: Lightning's doing is he's inviting himself up to Washington to drive your truck for you so he can bit, get a feel for it. A, a
0: little bit. A little <laughs> bit. I, wa- I want to see it because you, you, the, the supercharger is, can be a roadblock, and I'm curious how much boost he's trying to get with, you know, eight grand worth of turbos slung under the belly of the truck, adding, you know, a couple of pounds of boost when you can add that— potentially with uh, with pulleys but then you've got a heat issue I don't know just to, I'm just really curious about this system it's really it really intrigues me
1: well it sounds like with the uh, the you know new tune plus everything that comes on there the pulleys, the uh, adjustable idler, the new injectors I mean on and on you've got on your website several different levels from the uh, from my guess all the way up to 750 to 900. So there's a lot of options of playing with before you uh, Mm. have to go that route, right?
0: Unfortunately, not here in California for me, though. (laughs) Well, that's true. I don't think he's got uh, car BOs on that stuff yet.
3: So the twin turbo setup is a whole different way of making power. They're they're not going for max boost. The compound boost setup, you can actually make as much power as I'm making right now with less boost. So it's a different way of thinking. A compound boost truck will make more mid-range top-end power, whereas... uh, my truck running just supercharger and a ton of boost uh, will make a ton of bottom end power.
0: Gotcha. And you've done nothing to the intercooler, correct? Stock.
1: Uh, stock intercooler. I'm
0: curious bottom when someone's gonna throw some nitrous at one of these things because then oh, I'm really sure somebody
1: has at some point. Or just a more efficient intercooler. Because
0: you can get the temps down so low with nitrous. Yep. Oh geez. Yeah. There, there's a truck that. You could be that, the first.
3: I might be the first in California that's running a, a, a 10-0, but he has nitrous.
1: Yeah, there you go, ten oh. <laughs> lordy, <laughs> Lordy! Could you imagine the front half shafts? They just go. No, not again! <laughs> Snap. Yes. Oh my
0: lord. Okay. Well, listen, Bill, we we appreciate it. We're super pumped. We try to check in with entrepreneurs whenever we can, which is it's quite frequent actually, because we have mad respect for guys that that do what they believe in. They buck the odds. Always and-
1: love the story about how you started. There's so many guys listening to the show who are in the same boat, who are about ready to jump off and go. Okay. I'm going to leave whatever cushy job I have and, and go do this on my own, or I'm going to do the side gig. And it always helps for them to hear from other entrepreneurs who have done it and are, are successful. So congrats on the success. If you guys are interested in some TRX parts, brawlerfab.com, or you can follow them on Facebook. It's... uh brawler fab one word or instagram brawler underscore fab so so check him out and uh bill i'm sorry that we haven't been friends sooner because we clearly know (laughs) everybody who is the same person so So you're over your
0: hate now you're over your your, i never
1: hated him you didn't no i i I you know what's funny absent-minded not hitting except i I remember his everyman challenge uh jk okay and i remember that from ultra four and so um i just looked it up i go oh i know that jeep so how do I know the Jeep, but I don't know the guy driving it? I don't yet. know.
0: And by the way, I'm stunned, Bill, that you haven't done a 392. Like, what's up with that? Because you were a Jeep guy in the in the beginning, so that's big horsepower, and, and you were a Jeep guy. So what,
3: what the what? Well, I've got a partner that actually has one. He just got it delivered uh, to him a few weeks ago, and we'll, we're going to start playing with that.
1: There person. you go. All right. Well, then I'll call
0: you See? down the line. <laughs> See, my, you, don't, you don't know this, Bill, but my man Holman across the desk for me just ordered one, and we'll get it in, what, a month or so-ish?
1: Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be built at the end of the month, so.
0: Okay. You got, he's got a 392, all AEV from head to toe. It's going to be pretty. Yep, pretty. Pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty expensive and pretty, pretty to look yeah, at. Pretty, yeah,
1: pretty all of that. <laughs> all right, so,
0: uh, Bill, when I get the stuff put in, I'm going to be uh, sharing it to our socials and sharing it with our audience, so- the battery box, the behind the uh, grill light uh, brackets with ridges in there. So the whole the whole nine. I'm I'm super pumped,
1: and I appreciate it. All right, Bill, thank you very much for uh, coming on, and uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep in touch with you. All
3: right, guys. All right, thanks, thanks. again. You got it. Have All a good right. night.
1: We'll talk soon. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
0: What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to
3: know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks?
0: Ah! ah! We were off a little bit. Not not great. It was okay. No, that wasn't our best word. No, it wasn't. It was just, uh, like a splatter paint. Really? Splatter paint? It was like splatter paint. You know what I mean? Like, what's hard to tell the good from the bad? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, lighting. did you hear? No! No, I did not. Uh, Motor Trend finally got behind the wheel of the uh, Ford Braptor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, uh, can I interrupt this uh, no, very you important story for a second? you may not.
0: Motor what? Trend, they published a story about how awesome EVs are. Did you see that story where they just gush over EVs? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, whatever. Um, they, they like EVs and there's a... Part of the world that really enjoys them, too.
0: They drank the Kool-Aid and just announced it to the world.
1: Um, I don't think that's anything new. All
0: right. Press on.
1: Okay. Uh, so, the uh, Braptor. Uh, Want to guess at what the uh, curb weight is? Oh, interesting.
0: The curb weight of the Bronco-Raptor is... Ooh, I bet it's heavier than I think. I bet it's 6,100
1: pounds. Jeez. 6,100 pounds? I do not think a power Wagon 6,100 pounds. My truck's 64, isn't it? Yeah, but so it's that's a little different. All right. All right guess, can I revise? No. Oh, F- oh. 5770. Damn it, I was going to say 57! No, too late. Ah! The point is, it's 1,000 pounds more than the V6 Broncos outer banks that they tested. <laughs> 1,000 pounds. Woo. And it has the 418 horsepower V6, the three 3- yep. liter. Yep. Which is 103 horsepower and 30 pound. Feet more torque than 2.7 in lesser Broncos. What do you think the zero to sixty is in the quarter mile? Um, five one. Six three at fourteen nine. Hmm. So six three zero to sixty and fourteen nine. Yeah. That's only point uh, three seconds in both numbers, quicker than an Outer Banks Bronco. Yeah. That's a lot of
0: extra money to spend for that. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Do you know what the 0-60 to is on a 470 <clears throat> horsepower Jeep Wrangler 392?
0: Oh, you told me. I can't remember. The 0-60 is, uh, I want to say it was
1: 4-3? They say 4-5. Motor Trend got to 4-2 Ooh. in the quarter mile under 13 seconds.
0: That's a fast-ass Jeep. That's
1: freaking... Yeah. That's... Just Hmm. makes you go,
0: wow. It will make you go, wow. So,
1: if somebody were to be driving a said 392, Mm -hmm, me driving yours? No, neither of us in this story. Oh, and somebody pulled up in a Braptor and you just went, Let's go. You'd walk them. I'm just saying that would be embarrassing. We would just say, I would be saying goodbye, is what I would be Mm -hmm. saying. They'd be saying hello to your tailgate. They would be saying goodbye also to my tailgate. Uh, Yeah. Oh man, would that sting, dude? Could you? That's I mean, going to happen. You know, you know that's going to happen. You're going to run up to somebody and. But that's not close. That's not close. No, it's not like, oh, they were tight. Yeah, did the Jeeps faster, but the Bronco held its own. That's car lengths. That's two seconds. That's embarrassment territory. I mean, I would, I would think so. I would think so. So anyway, I just, I saw those numbers and I was like, oh, ooh, that's not as awesome. I mean, obviously. The suspension is amazing. By all accounts, the thing is an absolute animal off-road, which it should be. But, I mean, there's still part of it. I guess we're is just isolating
0: one part of it. So that's, I guess, it's not really it, fair.
1: No, I'm not saying it's a bad vehicle. I'm just saying that in any premium step-up vehicle, power and acceleration is still part of the thrill of owning that, right? Yeah, like, of I mean course that's, it is. That still sells cars. Otherwise, why would we have EVs with 1,000 horsepower, Good right? Point. Because yeah, they're yeah. trying to get people to embrace the EV by giving them that thrill. That's part of the deal. Well, without
0: that thrill, it's just you might
1: as well be in a pod. I mean, the, just, just a soulless pod. Saying that it's, yeah, man, that's it's fast, but it's not competitive fast.
0: I do kind of like the interior. They did a nice job with the yeah. interior. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh? huh. Hey, lighting. Did you hear? No.
0: No, I don't think so. Are you sure?
1: I'm not. I'm not sure until I hear the story. I didn't think so either. The uh, 2023 Chevrolet Silverado. Fifteen hundred Z R two Yeah. AEV bison edition just got announced. Yeah. It looks pretty good. So yeah, I did. I, I did.
0: See that's, that? That's right. See? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did see that. And it's a. it they really did a nice job. Styling
1: wise, it's pretty amazing. I here's the deal.
0: Best fifteen hundred so far, in my opinion.
1: Probably it's definitely the best of the looking out of the GMs. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. There's AEV badging, co branding on the headrests, on the tailgate. On the bumpers. Yeah, they owned it. And even the license plate bracket for the front, AEV is stamped in it. My point is, GM doesn't co-brand with anybody. I listen, Hardly I, I ever. Know, I know
0: you're you're an AEV fan. but, but No,
1: but just well, hold but on. Stop, don't make this about me. No, I'm not. No, You're saying that speaks volumes about AEV. I am saying that. I'm saying that this is pretty amazing for a company that's like, what, 15 years old or, or maybe 20 years old? Right. To have so much respect by the OE's that not only do they make parts for the OE's but they're willing to put their parts on them from the factory and then co-brand with them. That is that's stunning. I think they said the the uh, AV Bison, it's it's uh, on the Colorado is sold out every year and it was one of the best selling I want to I can't remember if they're, the they're
0: miscalculating but, their
1: numbers. But the G- projections are off. But GM was saying that it was the best selling like specialty special yeah. edition or something like right. that, you know. And it's just
0: can you think of another situation like this, another pairing? Are are there any other AEV-like collaborations? Because you'll have like a Carhartt so, edition on the GM so side Nissan or whatever. So
1: Nissan in uh, Europe has the Arctic Trucks. So Arctic Trucks is like an AEV-type upfitter in Europe. You can get the Navarro, which is the Frontier over there, with an AT32 package, which is adventure trucks and 32-inch tires. So there's some stuff like that out there. You've got some co-branding with, you know, when, when – the Raptor came out, right? They're like, "Hey, we're hanging out with Fox and BFG Tires, and that's what makes this." No, but, but see, not that's like different. a full
0: upfitter. No, that's yeah, that's that I mean, is maybe. Different.
1: And then you have some like the Ford, like Eddie Bowers or Bill Blass edition. No, but again, those but that's, that's different. I know that's that like a different. design trim level. Right. It's, it's this is actually functional hard parts that they're changing on the base vehicle. Mm. So of course you can still get the Multimatics. It's got everything that the ZR2 has, um, but basically taking. You know all the the A V love from the Colorado Bison and applying it to the Silverado, and so you're getting a uh, hot stamp boron steel skid plates and unique front and rear bumpers. Five skid plates cover the front and rear differentials, the fuel tank, the transfer case. Then also there's a bumper to cross member transfer case. You're uh, like a bash plate. F- it's
0: like full coverage under the whole damn truck.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a belly pan. You know, right. not quite, but I mean it's, it's
0: almost like an F1 car.
1: And it's that hot stamp boron steel we've talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've tried to damage a couple times and was unable to. Unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. Did you dent it or just no? It's nothing. So the press hardened. Does hot it s- laugh at rocks? It does laugh at rocks. It's three and a half times stronger than an equivalent cold stamped high strength steel plate while being lighter. That's what makes that stuff so special. Hmm. Um, AV stamp steel front rear bumpers are three millimeter thick steel and they're both powder coated, e coated, so all the regular durability that you would expect. And I gotta tell you. That thing looks good, like from an integration standpoint and the styling and all that. uh, The front bumper is a three-piece unit with uh, integrated heavy-duty black tow hooks, and then the outer edges can be replaced if they're damaged, or you can uh, remove them before going off-roading. Uh, and then, of course, the front is winch plate compatible as well. So I think this is the first time a Silverado has come from the factory where there's a place to mount a winch that's all crash rated and ready to go.
0: I wonder if they've got a partnership with like Warren or something. Uh,
1: my my guess would be you can get a winch plate from AEV or Chevy. I didn't see anything in the press release because uh, it was pretty much a high level release. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would add your own winch to the winch plate. Uh, and then the uh, rear bumper includes similar heavy duty recovery points, uh, integrated steps. And then the front has integrated steps as well. So remember those Chevy bumper steps in the back, right?
0: Yeah, where would they be in the, the back, in the front?
1: There's pockets. Look here. Wait, what? In the front pockets for your foot, right under the light. Whoa, that's so smart. So you can get into so the engine. So you into the engine bay. What? Because if it's a Chevy, you're yes. probably going to be wrenching. Ju- <laughs> that was a joke, whoa, Chevy guys. Whoa, that was whoa, a, just whoa. a joke. Just a joke. Okay. You also get uh, steel rock rails, which are optional for the uh, Silverado 1500 ZR2. Those are standard on the Bison. You also get 33-inch tires, and approach angle increases from 31.8 degrees to 32.5. Departure goes from 23.3 to 23.4, and ground clearance is the same at 11.2 So a tenth of an
0: inch is what you said there.
1: Hmm. Yes, but that tenth of an inch will matter. (laughs) No, <laughs> will it. I have a picture of my Jeep within a tenth of an inch. And I went, man, if I only had that much. And then I really? scraped a tenth of an inch off my bumper, and then I was fine Ouch. after that. Yeah. I wish it came with 37s. It only comes with 33s. Cool. Wait, that's a huge difference. What's I'd be have happy a with
0: 35s. Hold on a second. Lock to lock on 37s. Do I need to do some trimming?
1: Well, they don't. it doesn't come with 37s. I
0: understand that. If you put 37s well, not, on it's it's it. it's not
1: lifted. Still a serious so sto- It's, it's, it's going to rub, yeah. But my point is, I think that... Uh, you know, you can get a Bison outfit from AV. I wonder if you'll be able to do a 35 inch package from them, where mm. they do it because they do that on the Colorados, where they have the full fender kits and everything, and they cut out all the fenders and make the wheel wells bigger. And I would imagine maybe that's their differentiator. If you can buy it from Chevy, you can buy it from them. If they buy it, you buy it from them, maybe they have a 35. I don't know that for sure. I'm just, uh, I don't know. Maybe surmising.
0: I would, if I'm at Chevy, I'm going, hey, we want to offer the whole package.
1: Yep. If you
0: offer something, it's exactly what we offer. Because we're going whole hog. I don't know. Just or, a theory. or
1: whole bison. Yeah. Oh, see. And then uh, there's a bunch of uh, badging. There's the A V logo stitched into the front seat headrest. There's the A V badging on the all weather slush mat. Uh, of course, you get you know the 420 horsepower 6.2 liter V8, which is awesome. Feels a lot healthier than that. And um, uh, who
0: makes a supercharger? You think does uh, Whipple? Does I, Dustin have
1: one for that know. yet? I would imagine mm. somebody does. Yeah. Um, That'd
0: be a beast with a supercharger. A
1: Callaway makes one. I do know that. Oh, that's right. And then uh, I. Would imagine probably Lingenfelter would be my would be my guess.
0: I think they do some stuff with uh, Magnuson. Uh,
1: all I know is that uh, even without a blower, that thing is pretty darn healthy. Hey, lighting, did you hear? No. No. According to rumors, the 2024 Jeep Wrangler will have a EV model, like a full EV model. So we've teased Magneto last two years. These Easter Jeep Safari. It sounds like uh, the first all electric uh, Wranglers coming. And allegedly, there's going to be another all-electric, different platform than Wrangler. So Jeep is obviously getting into EVs. We knew this was coming. I mean, like a, some like stuff a, on the way. like a Wagoneer or something, a Grand Wagoneer. Mm, no, I, I, I know too much, and I will just say that some stuff is coming. That is going to be pretty interesting. God damn
3: it! Hey,
1: Lightning, did you hear? No, I didn't. The uh, ZR2 Bison. Yeah. Forgot to tell you. Okay. I want to take a stab at the uh, base price. Yeah. Go for it. Sixty-three. Ford Raptor uh, starts at seventy-five-five-five. Ram Power okay. Wagon sixty-two-seven-fifteen. Entry-level Ram fifteen hundred TRX at seventy-eight-eight-ninety. Chevy's number? It's not a super truck. All right. I see where you're going with this. All right. Fine. It's eighty-one has some sexy AEV wheels on it. Uh, 78, 490. That was close-ish. Including destination and delivery. Okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, no! 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 No, I did not. Remember we talked about the uh, Dodge Durango SRT uh, Hellcat having 710 horsepower and being one year only? Yes. Well, Dodge has bestowed a favor of love on the enthusiast community, and they're giving it back for at least one more year. Really? Yep. So uh, for 2023, the Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat is uh, returning. Apparently, Dodge was able to go back in there and do f- some uh, ones and zeros, mm-hmm. and made it pass emissions. And there's enough cha- <laughs> there's enough changes <laughs> just squeaking by probably. And there's enough changes in the portfolio where it doesn't uh, affect or they can absorb the uh, the uh, cafe okay. a hit. And apparently. Um, They were barraged with angry emails from potential buyers saying, I can't believe this is one year only. So uh, brand CEO Tim Kaniscus uh, basically figured out a way. Now, do you think
0: our friend David Borla bought a second one? I don't know. (laughs) Uh,
1: As a result, the 2023 Durango SRT Hellcat, which makes 710 horsepower and 645 Uh pound-feet of torque. Yes. With a top speed of 180 miles per hour (laughs) and seat six. Can you imagine having that kid in the baby seat in the back? Uh, Motor Trend's numbers (laughs) were- going through like time warp. you just go so fast. Zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds, and an 11.7 at 117.3. That's rad. (laughs) I could not give that car to my wife. In a grocery getter. Oh my God, she would be immediately pulled over. Oh man.
0: Oh. Yeah, she has uh, lead blocks strapped to her oh, heels. She
1: likes to she likes to push the skinny pedal. Let me tell you. Yeah. The good news is there's a two piece chin splitter and a new rear spoiler for downforce at 180. In case you uh, <laughs> want to test the <laughs> limits. And the other good news is the uh, opening in the front fascia has been uh, made a little bit bigger to feed the Hellcat's intercooler. And the Durango can still tow 8,700 pounds. That's really good. That's literally a car that does everything. Yeah. Right. All right. What do you guess? All right. Well, we, we just played the Silverado Bison price. What do you think the uh, the two year only or uh, the I I think that
0: um, Dodge is underpriced and they overdeliver. So I'm going to say this is seventy seven.
1: Well, the 2021 was eighty two four ninety. No idea what they're going to price for twenty three.
0: Okay, you said eighty two eighty two mm. four ninety. Okay.
1: God, cars are expensive.
0: So it's going to be eighty-five. At yeah, least. probably. Yeah, so
1: eighty-four, five, ninety, sure. something okay. like that. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear?
0: No. No, I didn't. I don't uh, think so.
1: All the rumors about the Nissan Titan uh, being canceled. Yeah. Well, it won't be for next year. Because, really, that's uh, good. They are keeping it around, but it's getting a price increase. So. Well, that's expected. I mean, everything's going up. Everything's going up. So the average cost, model by model, goes up about nineteen hundred and twenty bucks. Uh, with a $100 increase in destination fee. So it's now up to 1795 for 2023. The smallest increase is the base Titan S King Cab, which is uh, $1,790 more. Uh, so it now starts at $41,495. And then the biggest increase is $2,100 that comes in the luxurious Platinum Reserve version. So it's now uh, $63,775 with a Platinum Reserve crew cab XD at 66865 Dude, that's so a
0: lot of truck for 66
1: Each truck costing $2,130 more than the previous year. And then uh, Platinum Reserves and Pro 4X models now get wireless Apple CarPlay as standard. Nissan's uh, impressive safety suite, uh, including Nissan Safety Shield 360 with intelligent front collision warning. And, of course, all the good stuff we talk about in every show, such as... Zero gravity seats and yeah. uh, awesome Fender audio system and all that. And then also, uh, big news, too, is you can get Midnight Edition, which is a uh, you know, murdered-out trim on the SV Crew Cab Ooh. trim. And that makes uh, the Titan all black with 20-inch wheels, which is pretty cool. So that package is uh, $1,990 uh, added to the SV Crew Cab's price, making it 48785 for the two-wheel drive and $51,975 for the four-wheel drive. But that's still a lot of truck for the money. all, And they have a full-panel roof in that thing, don't they? Yeah, and it also has the uh, grab handles on either side too. Oh, that's right. So they were able to do all their crash and still have enough structure and all that kind of stuff. So if you're uh, interested, check out uh, our friends over at Nissan. Uh, Did you hear Lightning? No. No. Are you sure? I'm pretty confident that I didn't hear. The all new 2023 GMC Canyon AT4X. A T four X. I didn't announced. hear this, no. Which is basically the GMC version of the new uh Colorado ZR2. Yeah. Which they didn't have before. Okay. There was never a model per model. It was only ZR2, multimatics, go have fun, and GMC people, you're out. Got it. I actually think this is a better looking truck. All
0: right. Let me take a look here.
1: It is rad. That
0: is rad except for the bull bar in the front. Yep. Well, I do not like the bull bar, I but I don't a, hate it.
1: It's a good looking truck. I don't hate it, but it's a good looking truck. It looks like a mini denali. That is ex-
0: you hit it n- nail right on the head. That's exactly what it is. It, it's a mini Denali. It's
1: like a baby Denali. I love the grille. I love how aggressive the front is. It's got an uh, optional light bar from the factory, optional uh, winch Now, from the, the light bar
0: is in the bumper. Don't overlook that. That's trick.
1: Look, rock rails. I love the way the fenders are. It's just a I, cool... And I don't hate
0: the wheels, which is abnormal for right, me. Right, that is abnormal for you. And if you look... Because I hate almost all stock wheels.
3: Oh!
1: <gasps> Look at that. Yep, it's got come, come-up winch look, on it. Look at
0: that. Is that a... Uh, look, look at that fair lead in the... Look at that, that trail cam. Okay, trail cam on the front. Sure. Cool. Multimatic shocks, yep. yep.
1: And then it's got the same cubby hole in the tailgate. Uh, it's got the, uh, like I said, the come-up winch in the front. It's got the uh, the lights. The wheels look awesome. It's got a a bead protector ring on it. Rock rails. It's got kind of... The interior's a little bit different than the Chevy, too. The Chevy has round vents uh, and the layout's the same, but the AT4X has more texturing and colors. Is that wasn't carbon
0: fiber? It wasn't.
1: It wasn't carbon fiber. It's kind of like a carbon, carbon fiber look. Yeah. Okay. But it just it has this really wild red, now, white, see, I and gray like, interior.
0: I like that with red seatbelts. This is not something that you would expect to see in a truck. This is really loud. And that's the upholstery. standard
1: AT4, not the X. It's still a great looking truck. Wow, like, I like it. Yeah, a lot.
0: I'm surprised. All right, you guys Google that, AT4X
1: GMC. Yeah, go go to uh, Motortrend.com and uh, read Jason Gonderman's article on it. But, yeah, the Canyon, it's, it's definitely upscaled. What did
0: Jason say about it? Was he impressed? Oh, yeah. And okay. then look,
1: it's, even though the vents are more squared off on this, they're not round, it looks like the inside of the big truck with that big screen and everything. It looks like it was just all shrunk it down. It went like from one of 10%. the worst interiors in the class to one of the best interiors in the class. I mean, dude. Good on you, GMC. Solid, yeah. solid work on the on the Canyon, um, and they you know they definitely tried hard to differentiate it from the Colorado, which is awesome because uh, you know they've spent a whole lot of time just being the same. And then of course, uh, just like the uh, Colorado, the Canyon will be uh, available with the brand new 2.7 liter I4 engine. Of course, that's brand new to the midsize pickup lineup. That replaces the 2.5 liter. Four-cylinder, the 2.8-liter Duramax, and the 3.6-liter V6. And uh, just like the uh, the Colorado, the Canyon gets the 310-horsepower, uh, 430-pound-feet-of-torque uh, version on the upper models. Yeah, that's
0: healthy. That's what you need to go for.
1: That is going to be a rip-roaring little truck. Honestly, that might be one of my—out uh, of all the new midsize trucks, that might be one of the ones that I'm most excited to go drive. Really? Because it just looks like a hell of a lot of fun— Big beefy, thirty-three-inch tires, wide track, wide at the shoulders. Great interior. Uh, sounds like a, a, a ton of power. I know you're a fan of the Multimatics. I, I like the Multimatics, man. It's, uh, it's. I was. I will tell you, I was one of the first guys who was like, Pfft. and they have earned my respect. Really, they have earned my respect. Absolutely.
0: Do you have a shirt that says uh, "spool valve" or "no valve"?
1: <laughs> no, I do not have <laughs> okay. a shirt that says. Spool valve or no valve. <laughs> right. uh, in fact, uh, going along the uh, the lines of Multimatic, uh, the Halls, you're welcome, Lightning. Yep. Chad Hall, in the 7330 truck, they replaced their old Colorado, which competed, and I don't think it ever missed a race. It was so reliable, it finished every race it entered. In a brand new race truck based on the all-new Colorado, the uh, ZR2 survived the 500-mile uh, Vegas to Reno, best in the desert race, and it was quicker than their old truck. And it looks awesome in race trim. Oh, damn! That's a great wrap. Doesn't that looks awesome.
0: A lot of black, a lot of red, with just a couple little bits of and white the big in Chevy it. bow tie. Huge bow. Oh, I didn't even realize it had the, yeah. the bow tie in the front. Yeah, small bow, tie and and little all bow around, ties, yeah, little bow I love the red accents. Okay, where can people see this CR2? Uh, Where are you seeing the story right now?
1: Yeah, you can, you can Google uh, Motor Trend, or you can just Google the—oh, uh, Hall Racing. Just Google Hall Racing, and the new truck will come up. Hall Racing's here, too. Uh, Damn, it, wait, flip, it flipped that my way again. Hold, hold on a, a sec. W- Chad Hall uh, piloted the red and black machine to a final time of 12 hours, 24 minutes, and 49 seconds, which is pretty incredible considering 500 miles. The old truck, best time on that course was 12, 58, 36. So that's 34 minutes quicker than the old truck. That's fast. That's that's a lot fast, especially for a little midsize truck. And by the way, if you know Vegas, Torino, it's got you know, some horsepower that is, though. That is one of the hardest, roughest courses out there. Like it will beat the heck out of you.
0: Uh, yeah, but again, it's got horsepower. The thing's got some a juice, lot,
1: a lot more than it did before. That's for yeah. sure. And it's you know sporting the uh, the multi Maddox and oh man, awesome truck. Hey, Lightning, did you hear?
0: How about new?
1: No, I did not. Remember when you're hearing upgrades for the L5P and power and stuff, and you kept saying, no, it's not happening. And people guy's are like, dude, the 2023 Duramax is totally getting power, dude. And then you're like, no. Well, I, it's because TFL I just pulled it out of their butt. Well, but I think they were mistaken on their info because the 2023 Chevy Silverado 1500 3-liter Duramax does get a boost. Ah. So the new output of the uh, second-generation L70 turbo diesel straight-six Gets a 10% increase in horsepower from 277 to 305 and a 7.6% torque gain from 460 to 495. So, uh, obviously, there's a new tune, new steel pistons with a revised combustion bowl, retuned turbo compressor, new fuel injectors, and improved temperature control features. So I think anybody... That's already a great engine. Oh, the I, three
0: liter is uh, astounding.
1: It, it's its one of the best diesels you can buy on the market today. And if you guys
0: ask me at Banks it, when we're going to have a tuner for that again, I'm going to put a bullet in
1: my head. Like, oh my <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> hey, Every, somebody quit. Call Lightning. Dude, I'm I telling need you. need a new co-host. I'm
0: not, I'm not even joking about this. Like... Wait, it's listen, the they just,
1: they obsoleted banks. They just did the tune for you. No, So now you just no. tell everybody with the old engine, just people buy the are new gonna, truck. No,
0: it doesn't stop people. They're still going to want more. You, you want more. I want more. We all
1: want more. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to want more on my new ride. I'm not touching it. <sighs> yeah, you dude. say that now. No. You say that no. now? No. No, we'll that's so much power in that thing, in we'll that chassis. See. I'm not, nope. Yeah. I'm even getting an extended warranty on it. I'm doing the whole thing, dude. I'm not touching drivetrain at all. Yeah. No.
0: Well, I got a three-year 36,000 mile
1: on the uh, the TRX. I'm going 8,100. I can still do that. I
0: talked to my man, uh, uh, Jamie, my my sales rep up there at at Ellis, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you can still get it. It's going to cost a little more because I didn't do it during the sale. And I've been debating, but you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm a moron, and I'm probably going to bolt some Whipple supercharger onto this thing. Yep. Dude, Dustin straight up clowned me the other day. I Good. wish I had it on audio. He called me some names. He's like, seriously, all that talk about a, a supercharger, and you're not going to do it now? He's like, seriously, you're See? worried about your warranty? Oh, dude. He just was,
1: he was calling me out hard. It was funny. I was Is laughing. he listening right now? Uh, he could be. <laughs> and... Hey, it'll save you from the extended warranty. Mr. Whipple, <laughs> like... I I r- I desperately want your supercharger, but <sighs> I'm not I I'm not nope Ooh. not touching the drivetrain. I'm gonna enjoy the heck out of having all that horsepower and I'm gonna smile, dude. The thing is like two tenths of a second maybe yeah. slower than a TRX.
0: You know everyone's gonna want to see us race, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it. Okay. Yeah, that'll get some eyeballs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna take out the back seat. I'm gonna take off the top. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking off the top, the doors. So am I. I'm gonna fold down the windshield. Same with me. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the uh, easy uh, weight loss program. This would be great. There's nothing I can take off the TRX. Oh, can you imagine? You're like, let's race, and I'm like, okay, and I got no doors, no top. I don't know. That may be not. That may not be good for aerodynamics. No, it doesn't matter because we're not racing to 100. Oh yeah, that would be a good race. It if would you strip be a good down. race, huh? You have huh? To, you have to wear your boxers just for like total weight loss.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll do it if it if it means I get
1: to beat you. Yeah, I'm all over it. I'll go in my skivvies. Mm-hmm. It'll be uh, it'll be better than uh, more tension than me if I were riding zebra back in my skivvies. Hey, uh, lighting, did you hear? What? No. no. Nope. I did uh, not. More Bronco news. Uh, Ford still is catching up on the very first orders because I know because I have a friend who just got his after. Eighteen or twenty months sort of waiting. Yeah,
0: Mister Mister Chris Bruni in my office is still waiting for his.
1: Yep, my dad's uh, one of the guys at his office ordered I think on day one and just got his uh, two weeks ago or something oh like that. My God. Uh, the twenty twenty three Ford Bronco and Bronco Sport Heritage editions are a retro take on the uh, Bronco and Bronco Sport. White yeah. grills, it's, white top. It, it's actually kind of cool. White white wheels. It's not my cup of tea, but yeah. I do like the look. I get what they're doing. It's yeah. you know, it's not my. Favorite thing. How are they ever? rolling out all
0: these editions? That's when what they I'm saying. Yeah, they they haven't like the people who ordered the first ones are like seriously like, stop it, dude.
1: Yeah, why I, why do I want to do that? Probably because they're trying to get the first ones to convert to the new ones oh. because then they get more money out of them. But, oh yeah, uh, because right, they're locked in at a price. Right, from Two that's years smart ago. to do the additions and oh, try and get those to convert. Interesting. So anyway, it has it looks like the white painted grill, you know, on the early Broncos. They've got like a. Um, uh, aluminum wheel that looks like a steel, kind of like the, the was it the 1552s? Yep. So I don't know if they're the supplier, but they look very similar to those. Uh, and then, of course, retro bright colors like blues and reds and things like that. And the dash is white and, you know, all that goodness. I do uh, have it, to pe- say- The people are
0: going to like this. I do
1: think- I like the seat fabric, like the oh, plaid. Oh,
0: yeah, that's cool. I
1: think that's cool. The uh, the fabric ones, that's the the leather that sort of has a pattern to look like plaid. For me, the interior- Right there on the cloth seats. Oh yeah, oh, I think that's cool. Yeah, that plaid, like, is like a neat. tweed and plaid. kind yeah, of Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's gonna it reminds sell me well. of a uh, like a golf GTI that has that insert, the, like that vibe. I think that's I think that's rad. So they're also gonna be uh, doing it on the Bronco Sports. They have the Bronco like retro script badging, which is I think really cool. Uh, I don't like it as much on the Sport because I don't think it deserves it. But the the big Bronco. Uh, apparently the uh, does the Sport deserve any love? Yeah. It's decent. I just wish they didn't call it a Bronco. They would have just if called he, it a, a, a Ford Sport. It would have been great.
0: If my dad called into the show and asked about it, would you advise him to get one or yeah. not?
1: No, I would. You Depends would. on how he's using it, but it's like a way better Ford Escape He will or never go off Yeah, they're funky. They're, it's like a Maverick. They drive nice. They, they're really decent off-road. They handle well. They're cheap on the inside, but it's durable without feeling like it's chintzy. Okay. Like Yeah, I'm fine with them. Hmm. I just don't. I wish they didn't call it a Bronco. Anyway, Bronco Sport Heritage Editions will start at 35840 Limiteds will be 46250 And then the Bronco Heritage two-door on the big one starts at 45900 with the 2.3-liter 7-speed. Stick up from 44960 for the big bend uh, with a Sasquatch and auxiliary switch package. Uh, two-door Heritage Limited, 68490 that's, that's spendy. That's spendy. That's spendy. Uh, sales start this September... With an allotment of just 1,966 copies, they see what they did there. Of the 2020, 2020- 1966, 1966, right? Yeah. 2023 Ford Bronco Sport Heritage Limited Edition and Ford Bronco Heritage Limited Edition will commemorate the year of the original truck's debut. And uh, there you have it. So September, I'm sure they're all sold out immediately. Uh, to all the dealers' friends, before you even hear this. Yeah, sorry. Hey, Lightning, did you hear?
0: Nine, 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 nine.
1: No. Uh, the cheapest of the 320-mile Ford F-150 Lightnings uh, now costs over
0: eighty ah! thousand dollars.
1: It's a lot of coins. So, yeah. the base model, uh, which now starts at, uh, I believe, forty-eight seven sixty-nine, which mm-hmm. is like six or seven thousand dollars more expensive. Uh, you get 10 more miles than you did <laughs> last year. Uh, I don't and, think I would notice that. And the F-150 Lightning order books have actually been closed to give uh, Ford time to catch up on production. All right. But the, on average, the price has gone up by at least $6,000 across the lineup. And, of course, it's not just demand, Ford sites, quote, unquote, significant material cost increases and other factors, you know, the ubiquitous other factors. Um, so, anyway, the truck used to start around 40000 Now it starts closer to fifty. Destination, when factored in, gets it really close to $1,795. So the new prices are the F 150 Lightning Pro MSRP uh, up by 7,000, XLT up by 6,500. The XLT High and Extended Range are up 7,000. The Lariat's 7,400 more. And the Lariat Extended Range, 8,900 more. While the Top of the Line Platinum Extended Range is only 4,200 more. Dude, that's a that's a lot of. That's a, a lot, lot of coin. coin. Yeah, I mean, do you, uh, again, I have insight to EV trucks. We'll talk about it. My stop my teasing like, me with okay, that. Okay, all right, all next right. week. All right, all right. Hey, Lightning, did you hear?
2: No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Nope, I didn't. Uh, Musk, as in Elon Musk, did q and A Q&A portion of the Tesla annual stockholder meeting. And when a shareholder identified as Blake P asked, when the Cybertruck pricing is released, will all who ordered before it was taken down be grandfathered in or have to reconfigure? to? Which Mr. Musk replied, a lot has changed since 2019 when the Cybertruck was announced. The specs and pricing will be different. I hate to give a little bit of bad news. Musk went on to discuss the economic inflation, various issues, blah, blah, blah. But basically the inference was that uh, his uh, use of the word different likely means more expensive, which means no $40,000 $40,000 cyber truck for you.
0: I mean, look, when I signed up and gave them my $100 Have back you in it back 2019, yet? no, I didn't. It's funny because that, that $100 is now
1: deflated, so it's worth like 65 bucks. I'm pretty sure I told but, you that that truck was never mm-hmm. happening at um, the price you, point.
0: You, you, you did. Um, but I bought the Tri Motor. I think I went hog wild. Yeah. I think I was the estimated price on that was like it's in the high seventies okay. or eighties on a trimotor. Hold on, hold on, which is like the bad out of hell version. Right.
1: Let me pose a theoretical question to you. Sure. If you could sell your TRX mm-hmm. for what you have into it, and you come out scot free with that money in your hand, and Tesla said the Cybertruck was the exact amount of money that you had in hand from your TRX, would you do the trade? Holy crap! N- uh, n- no. Wow, you're vacillating. I am. Interesting. I am? I thought it would be more of a clear-cut answer, and it's not. It's not. You have to hear my uh, next next episode. You have okay. to hear my take on EV trucks. I have more insight now. A, a lot more insight. I I think that, you know, can I tell you why? I, I
0: believe sure. that I dream of using a truck one way, but the reality is I... I use a truck the way I don't like the way people use trucks. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that that hauls air that doesn't go off road. I don't want to be that guy. I dream of going up to Holcomb Valley to the Toyo Trail Pass. I dream of going out to the the, the what's the, what's the store that the general store in Randsburg. I, I dream of going. By out the to, way,
1: did you hear they're closing? Yes, that's why I brought it up. <sighs>
0: And I I dream of going to all these wonderful places that, and I work too much. I literally just work too much. And I end up not going to these places and driving the way I make fun of people for driving. And it sucks. So because of that, maybe the Cybertruck does fit my lifestyle a little more. Which sucks. It's the reality. It's kind of like, remember when we had uh, Matt Farah on? And he talked about... He had some epiphany when he was still living in New York and he bought like a Hummer or something. And he's like, that's just, he wanted to be the guy with the biggest nuts and like, I just want to show off. And then he realized when he got to California, he goes, I'm going to buy a, a vehicle that's more for me. Like really the way I should be like something that actually fits my life. And so I bought my dream. The TRX is my dream truck, but I, I probably won't use it like I should. I want to though. I'm going to try. Geez, would you stop already?
1: I'm doing a lot stop. of apologizing. Wow. Just, dude, listen. I'm venting Stop. Here. Stop. When you turn it on and get in to drive it, do you smile? Hell yeah. Then who cares about anything? You, who says you have to use it a certain way? Who cares? None of it matters. Do you smile? Do you like it? Yeah, I do. When I go, Does it make, make your life better? Yeah, I think so. Does it Has it made it worse? No. Then what do you... Stop it. <laughs> okay. Get, get out of the news, damn it. I'm dying to hear your Skyjacker audio. All right, that's fine. I have uh, two audio files. One is of us eating at dinner. I thought I'd play that one first. Oh, more food? And then you just hear everybody going, oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. You hear a lot of chewing. No. For all of our ASMR people no, out there. No, we do definitely do not want that. Don't want that file? Absolutely all right. not. All right, well, then I will do the one where we uh, take a tour of their facility. All right, so uh, this is Holman. I am in West Monroe, Louisiana at uh, a very important uh, epicenter of off-roading and uh, with me is Lonnie McCurry jr and he uh, he's the uh, the guy who runs skyjacker so yes. you guys have uh, heard of us before at SEMA but I'm actually here this is a uh, three generations of, uh, of family run business they're not uh, not like the rest of the industry where they've sold out or owned by uh, big corporate uh, overlords but no it's still family run so here we are how big is uh, your total facility because I know you just added a new building since the last time I came
2: yeah, we're right about 75,000 under roof now. So, wow. A lot of space, always growing. can never have too much, but we, we have just enough, really.
1: So my garage is out of space. I have too many project vehicles. You don't have that problem here.
2: Well, not now. <laughs> not, now. We have not with a new years. building. Not with a new building. So we're, we're excited to move into that end of the year. Geez, we got
1: the whole family here. We've got Mallory and Evan. We've got Senior over here who started the business. What year was Skyjacker started?
2: Officially 1974 is back when we started. I think mom and dad got their actual business license in 73. but. What was the original application? Because who was lifting what in uh, 74? We, we talk about it. Oh,
1: you do? Okay. We talk about it. All right, play on. Uh, I, I will say that you'll hear in certain parts. So we're walking through the building. And they've done all these add-ons to the building over time, right? So it's like a Frankenstein building, so, sort of like. But I mean, it's it's not the Frankenstein in the sense that it's disheveled, but it's they're different sizes. They were different, you know, types of buildings to tell the age as you walk through. But there's original shelves that senior started with, still on the wall. They still use today with their pallet racks that you'll hear in here. And there's a place on the floor that is like old red paint. He literally was spray painting. The suspension parts red in that floor and that paint in that one spot is still worn, like wearing through on the floor. Like the history of the company is on that faded red chip paint. That's cool. And you're like, that's rad. Like everything started, you're like, oh, where'd the builders go? It was right here. It was spray paint parts.
2: <laughs> Incorporated in 74. So that's kind of what we use in 74.
1: So 50 years is coming up.
2: End of next year. Yeah, almost there.
1: How long have you uh, been at the helm?
2: uh six years now
1: okay and and now you guys have like i said it was, it's three generations of uh of kids and grandkids and you guys this really is a truly a, a family place and we we're just talking uh your dad still comes in every day and is sometimes the last to leave
2: yeah mom and dad are still here every day they carpool together and uh you know, they usually last to leave unless one of the grandkids, great grandkids, have ball games or recitals or something, and they, they go to all those, uh, you know, keep us here working. You know?
1: <laughs> all right, so uh, we just walked through the offices, and up front, you guys have a sales counter, and you've got the salespeople, and you've got all the administrative stuff. We've just walked into the first door through the back. So, where are we at now?
2: This part is really our shipping and receiving area where all our inventory comes in and then goes gets put up, packaged and then brought back out. With part of the expansion we're doing, we'll be able to put some of that load onto another street on the other side of the building, but right now it all comes in and out through this area right here for through our shipping and receiving.
1: About how many pallets do you guys typically ship in a day, a week? I mean, you guys I can see how many Boxes are in front of me here. This looks like when you're in uh, Indiana Jones, and they're they're pushing the arc at the end through the warehouse. That's kind of what it looks like. Do you guys... Do you guys have the arc here? Is the no, important no, question. We
2: we do feel that way sometimes. It gets a little. Co-
1: Somebody co- find an old box that your dad had stored yeah. away, and they blow the dust off it. What is that part number? It's zero zero
2: one. Yeah, there are a few of those around here. The earliest skew. My dad, he likes to keep everything. We don't throw much away. And we also don't discontinue very many items either. We pretty much still have everything for old models that we had when he started.
1: Okay, so that's something we were talking about earlier, and I think that's important to a lot of manufacturers, most companies, as they've sold, as they've gotten further down the road, they've gotten rid of a lot of the original applications, old leaf springs, solid axles, uh, CJs, Scouts, uh, or even the early 70s to early 80s full-size pickups, K20s, things the like FJ that.
2: FJ40 Land Cruisers. FJ40s. Yeah,
1: You guys still make those parts and still carry a lot of those SKUs in stock, and to me, you've sort of weathered the downturn of popularity in those models, and now all those vehicles with new trucks being so expensive, or people in my generation finally getting the pass down from their uncles and grandpas and things like that—all mm-hmm. of those vintage vehicles are coming back hard. And I would imagine that you guys are positioned to take advantage of that.
2: We we have we've, we've kept those applications, and we have seen a, a huge uptick in sales on those. From the reasons why you said. But also, because we've had uh, a lot of competitors through the years have dropped the old applications, which has just added more volume to what we were already doing. But, yeah, we go all the way back to all the early CJs, FJ40s, and Scouts. And, and I was telling you earlier, we're actually going back and improving some of those d- designs from 30, 40 years ago to include you know modern-day technology and features and low carrying capacity and things that we can add that, weren't really in the thought uh, back in the day well
1: it's, it's pretty amazing that, uh, that there's still a company that's around that's still servicing all those old rigs especially with the demand coming back so if you guys are out there and you've got uh, an older 4x4 and you can't find suspension for it, definitely go and check out Skyjacker because there's a good chance that not only do they have a SKU but it's in stock so alright, uh, I'm ready, let's uh, keep moving on and uh, cool. checking out the rest of the facility here
2: All right. I guess is this welding in here? This is all of our sawing, cutting, welding in this department right here. So yes, you've got all your weld fixtures and jigs in here. Uh, a lot of the newer stuff you know, are jigless. We we can use tab and slot designs. We don't have to have it. But a lot of our older items all still require a jig to be tacked up and welded in. And all of our automated saws. You know, we got two in this building. We've got two more in another building. And. We just, wherever we could fit them in, we, we had to fit them in.
1: So I think that's important, too, is not only are you guys stocking products and servicing the customer and all that other silly, you're actually building the products right here in the United States, like literally right here in this yeah. room. Yeah. You're, you're, you you're. can hear the, the parts dropping off the uh, saw right now.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right. That, we, we, several years ago, sat back and said, what are some of the things we need to assure our growth? and a lot of that was equipment so that we could do control more of our own manufacturing. And uh, that's helped us a lot. Little did we know we were gonna have a pandemic and I'm so glad we were prepared whenever that hit because we were able to keep a lot more inventory on the shelf than what we would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing looking at all the different jigs on the, uh, on the pallet racks here and think of all the parts and lift kits and all the things that that are out in the world that came out of this room right here.
2: Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, I see jigs for an old 94 Dodge truck. I see the 96 Chevy lift kit. I've been old 97 Ford. You know, a lot of old...
0: Did you feel like you are walking through like the history books there? I mean, Yeah,
1: absolutely. The jigs were like all those old Dodges and stuff. Well, it's cool. I mean, back then, that's how they made stuff. Obviously, today you have CNC machines and repeatability is a lot easier than it used to be. But if somebody orders a... Uh, an older skew, they just pull it off the shelf and go make it again.
0: That's amazing because so many companies just obsolete those old parts. They're like, yeah, yep. we only sell two a year. It doesn't doesn't
1: make nope, sense? Not Skyjacker. They're, They're like, not about that. We're we're uh, we're here for you. What's uh, what's next on our tour? Well,
2: let's go see our CNC equipment. Oh, all right. I like that.
1: Now, how long have most of your employees been with you? Do you do you have a pretty long tenure on average?
2: Yeah, we have a very long tenure. In fact, I'd say about 20 percent of our employees have been here over 20 years Now, if we if we go back to 10 years about 40 percent of our employees have been here 10 years so
1: that's pretty amazing
2: yeah we, we don't have a lot of turnover which is great it helps us which is another reason why it's important to have that third generation come in and give us some more youth and energy sure. than what we have today but uh yeah, so this is our CNC area where we've got all the, our automated CNCs and, and vertical lathes and all that to, to do that part of the process.
1: So what's a typical product that would come out of this room?
2: Oh, uh, like a bump stop extension or... Yeah, transfer case, indexing rings, uh-huh. you know, drive shaft spacers, any of those kind of things, especially of aluminum steel that we can just mill down and make and... Uh, uh, we, we have a lot of those that come out of here. It, even in A-arms, you've got the, the eye that holds the ball joint, your sure. eye for the bushings. All those eyes are, are cut and machined in here to, to the, its strict tolerance to hold that ball joint in place.
1: And I, again, going back to you guys have really applications for everything. I mean, you've got early Toyotas, late Toyotas. You've got IFS. You've got solid axle. You've got domestic full sizes, you know, heavy duties. You've got you know domestic... Yes compact like you know, bronco and you even import compact like uh, fj40 and really everything in between every suspension design every manufacturer you're not particularly you know import or domestic it's a full product line
2: it's always been enthusiast based and wherever people were using that particular vehicle or had interest in it we then we looked at it and said well let's build something for that so uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter to us. Yeah, it can be a uh, Subaru Outback. We've actually got a, a lift for those now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sure do. So, yeah, we're, whatever people are wanting to use and get out and enjoy and equip, we'll build it. What are your uh, What's your biggest
1: seller? Would you say off the top of your head, um, if you had to guess?
2: Jeep Wrangler. I mean, it's we're, we're not really a Jeep-specific company, but. It is a huge focus for us, and it's just demand driven. Yeah, and we've had a great success with the Wranglers through the years, and so it, it continues to be a, a number
0: one. Holman is Skyjacker known for? I feel like when I was growing up, they were known for bigger lifts than the other guys. Is that true? Yeah, I think back is in the day, you get like a today? big
1: eight-inch, ten-inch, big leaf spring. No, they've evolved with everybody else. They make uh, you know lower center of gravity kind of uh, high-performance Jeep lifts and long arm kits and i think still you know still on uh, some of the modern stuff i think on the like the heavy duty stuff you still get like a six inch lift which is pretty big by today's standards because you know the wheel wells are so big today and, and vehicles are so capable from the factory out of all of your legacy products and older SKUs, what's the thing that's either the bright spot that's up and coming or something that's traditionally always sold well regardless of of what year it was
2: I mean I would have to say square body Chevys. Yeah, okay. I mean it is it's a huge seller. One thing for the square body, but also that design leaf spring front and rear is used in numerous Everything else. custom Brakes. vehicles. A lot of yeah. Toyota
1: guys use the was the 54 inch uh, Chevy absolutely. spring. I know
2: Burns always used <laughs> <them for laughs> stuff he yep, built. yep. Trent redid a an old Scout, Scout using our springs and it's it's just a very a generic application that flexes well, holds up well. The dimensions are easy to build your shackles and hangers on the frame. Uh, we, we sell a lot of that. It's that 73 to 87 square body that's yeah. perfect. You know, there's the older 67 to 72. We still sell a lot of those, but those are more just for that application. Yeah. That 73 to 87 leaf springs, which we offer those in two, four, six, eight inch lifts, front and rear. So we've got. See? Yep, eight inch, dead on. Got a lot Everything. of, yeah. And Mix actually, and in the rear, there's a 52 inch long and a 56 inch long, and we have the 56 also. So we we stock and sell a lot of those old square body Chevy springs.
1: Yeah, I've, I've uh, noticed that uh, there, there doesn't seem to be any waning of the square body Chevys, and in fact, probably even now with the. Uh, uh, 88 to 98s are starting to come back pretty strong Mm -hmm. as well as you know and you see them two ways you see either the old trucking style like you know the socal slammed with the big billet wheels and you know the corvette mirrors or camaro style uh, mirrors and like the billet grills and people are trying to find those and then you see the lifted ones of that generation especially the two-wheel drive stuff Mm -hmm. where they kind of wanted that custom look but up up high and it seems like you know every once in a while bring a trailer or on craigslist those trucks are starting to become pretty popular especially if they've aged well in their build because people like that period correct look
2: oh yeah absolutely and you know you, you find you can tell the ones that are really not period correct usually starts with the wheel offset <laughs> yeah right how they <laughs> look but yeah traditionally you know we always try to stay period correct on what we're doing and keep the application in mind for what is originally intended for but if we can incorporate some extra flex or extra travel for those other applications then then we will
1: is there anything more period correct than like a uh late 70s or early 80s uh, k20 solid axle on skyjacker with uh 44 boggers or something like that on it and like four or five shocks with neon boots
2: oh yeah right yeah, yeah absolutely yeah back in the day it was very popular to multi-shock every yeah. tire and we had triple shock kits for some of these and You know, today you wouldn't do that because the shock technology is better. But you still have those guys that want to multi-shock. Do you still sell the multi-shock hoops for somebody who wants that look? We still do. In fact, we build a multi-shock shock <laughs> that's very light on valve, yeah. just so yeah. they can triple shock it and still stay in their seat.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I would imagine back
1: in the day, a stiff spring and a lot of shocks probably wasn't the best riding uh, vehicle.
2: Well, it was all about macho back in yeah, the day. Sure. You know, the, 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 the rougher and tougher it was, oh, the better.
1: Is yeah. that what got you guys to, I guess it was what, the, the mid 80s, late 90s yeah. with a soft ride? Because that was a big part of your marketing where it's like, hey, we've got these new soft ride springs Yeah. And it seems like it was the people coming out of of that generation of trucker, that style of build, going, all right, I'm done. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I want you know, something that rides a little better. Yeah, enough of that. Let's yeah. get something that we enjoy driving it for everyday transportation. Yeah. And, and so that's where we really morphed in the 1990s to our soft ride, where we had tapered leaves and bare pads and shop peen, where you could use a, a thinner, more dense piece of steel that would flex better but still hold the lift. And, and yeah, those continue to be the, the grassroots of our leaf springs today.
1: All right, so we walked through, uh, basically, it looks like the shipping part of the warehouse into a new building. So you said this building uh, is about 10 years old, and it's basically full of shocks and steering stabilizers.
2: Yeah, we originally built this building, like I said, 10 years ago. It was just to create more warehouse space, but as it, it's, things geared up and our shock sales increased, we ended up making this warehouse just for shocks and steering dampers. We sell huge volume of steering dampers, even for the old square-body Chevys, those dual steering Mm -hmm. stabilizers out there, but even the new Wranglers and all that, so we, and all those we package here with all this brackets and dampers and and hardware, but we have a lot of shocks through this whole warehouse, and honestly, part of the reason why we're building a new building is we've got a fiber laser at the end of this warehouse. That needs to come out of here because I need more shot sh- shelf space.
1: Hold on, so your dad just came up behind me, <laughs> and senior just said that you're trying to kick him out of here. Is that true? Well, He's
2: yeah, pushing me, me right out of here. equipment <laughs> no, out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. Do you guys ever arm wrestle
2: to see who's right? Like, no. or do you flip coins, or how does that work? No, we don't, don't arm wrestle, man. There are some long conversations at times about this stuff. You know, really trying to see oh, which is God. better.
1: Well, I'm looking at this room, and I can tell you my expectations have not been damped. It's a shocking amount of space.
2: <laughs>
1: this is my dad joke for everybody. Uh, I got one dad, one dad joke in there. What's that, t- There's like huh? you got another
2: 20-year veteran right there. 20 years? 20 years.
1: What's your name? James Brown. James Brown. How yeah, you been? All
2: right. Just fine. All right.
1: So how's it working here? 20 years, you must love it, right? <laughs> I love it. What do you do? Uh, Shocks and stabilizers. Okay. Well, what's the difference from when you started here 20 years ago and today? I mean, obviously, it's, the place has grown tremendously. Very. Uh, we doing a lot of business. Yeah. That's that's the main thing, keeping us on our toes. Yeah. Yeah. These, these McCurries are all right, though, huh? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Never wouldn't change them in for nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you, and uh, congratulations you. on being here for so long.
2: Thank you. All, all right. So we've got all the several different shock lines, and we can talk through that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it can be confusing sometimes when you have so many choices versus, hey, this is what comes with the kit, but now you're like, wow, I have, I have options. Where do I go from here?
2: Right. I mean, we, we start all with a value price, okay. just true. hydraulic action shock, all the way up to a aluminum-bodied remote reservoir monotube shock.
1: Walk me through the, the, the different names of each level, and then kind of what the differences are.
2: Well, we have the our original hydraulic action shock, we call it a hydro shock. old white-bodied, red boot, yep. classic. And then we had the classic nitro gas, which is like a hydraulic, but with nitrogen gas pressure, uh, which would help give you a little bit more rebound control.
1: And a little less uh, cavitation, I guess, is yes. it yeah, a exactly. little more resistant to heating up or overheating, things yes. like that?
2: And then, then we move on to a little more modern shock for us, our Black max. It's probably our number one seller. It's still a twin-tube shop. It's a foam cell, but it, you know, with a foam cell, it can be mounted upside down, which a lot of people sure. just like that. The other thing is it, it has a different valving system in it, so it can be vehicle-specific valve. You got it. Yeah, you know,
1: it's so it's not like a 50-50 or 70-30. It, it'll change depending on what the application is.
2: That's right. It's not a stack washer monotube but for a twin tube, you're able to customize it per application. So it's more application-specific. More road. for
1: somebody who maybe can't afford a, a full monotube but wants to have good control and ride, mostly on the street, but the ability to go off-road and, and go over some more serious terrain and have enough damping ability to, to do it comfortably.
2: Uh, absolutely. And then we made it black with a black boot, Because we do have requests, so if a person's color conscious, you find some. Well, they'll buy it because it's black. Yeah, you know. But then we move up to our monotube. Well, you know, as your valve washer stag, you can really custom that application for the valving of what you need. Plus, the monotube in general has much better uh, valve control, force control, no cavitation at all, because you got the internal floating piston keeping everything separate. And then here, just in the last few months, we released the aluminum-bodied monotube remote reservoir version, which is, you've got two main markets there. The people for the looks, because it looks really cool, it makes a great show truck, the added reservoir, and then the the real function of it with the reservoir keeps the shop from getting as hot. you got all the monotube valving you can put in it whatever valve control you want. It is rebuildable, but most people that's buying that from us is just, it's already, okay, if it's for a JL, it's got JL valving. If it's for a Ford Super Duty, it's got Super Duty valving, Dodge Ram valving. So it's already preset, but it's a little bit more shiny and pretty. and sure. But it, it works great. Yeah. Well, and the aluminum
1: bodied stuff is, is good because it's better for heat dissipation, right? And then obviously having a remote reservoir, you can move the dividing piston off the shock. To have a more compact package for the given length and then you have more volume of oil in there as well and so, so that
2: consistent it, yeah. valve and control longer and better sure. under those endurance applications we incorporate some fox coilovers into some of our lift kits and uh, we we have some that were custom tuned by kurt leduc That we yep. did this with him and we still sell a lot of those and so we incorporate the the fox with us whenever we do a coilover over kit and um, you know, so that's that's a good uh, partnership there in those applications. And um, mostly, mostly Jeep, Ford, Super Duty. That's pretty much where most all of those applications are. A few of the older Tacoma, Toyota. Sure, you know, those guys those, are going to look for that. Easy to pull the strut out, put a coil over yep. in, then you can adjust for your, your your load height. Which we also offer those guys a performance strut. With, with different snap ring heights that sure. they can set for their height without having to spend the money of a true coil. Yeah. It's a bolt-in, uses the factory coil and top hat, goes right back in its place.
1: Yeah, So basically using a, uh, a snap ring to control the bottom uh, perch height?
2: Yes, yes. And if you add weight, you can actually go back, raise the I just perch put height. my
1: bumper on or my winch on the front, I need to go up half an inch in the front, and you have the ability to do that.
2: We, we sell a lot of those for those added features, which is, which is great. It's kind of a one to three inch, Unless we throw in a couple extra grooves, sure. you want to hold three with the bumper winch. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that we saw a lot of those, and actually we saw a lot of those on the international market for the Hondas oh, yeah, sure. and Toyotas overseas. We saw a lot of those for that, probably just as many as we sell domestically.
1: I mean, that's a, it's amazing when you can tap into the international market.
2: Yeah, it, it really is. I, I saw the recent uh, story about uh, all the Gladiators selling out. In Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, their initial launch was sold out Gone. in three hours, I think. Yes. And so, obviously, we're going to continue our, our overseas. Hello, Brazil distributor. We are sending Gladiator parts your way. Anybody uh, understand Portuguese? <laughs> yeah, 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 so. But yes, uh, there, there's we sell a lot of Gladiator and JL kids to Dubai. Yeah, I'm sure. Over the UAE, and and they like the aluminum-bodied shock for the heat dissipation because their ground surface is already hot, you know, so it helps.
1: All right, so at the end of shock row here, you've got looks like some uh, CNC
2: laser machines? Well, this is our 6K fiber laser. Whoa. Yeah, we had to compress some of our inventory so that we could fit it, but we did that— 2018, right prior to COVID and everything, and then we, we had it operational in 2019, uh, but we, we needed that, and it, it's got all the automation to run, lights out at night, you know, it can offload and reload sheets and cut it, and, and uh, it gives us a lot of flexibility. We do have a, our largest press brake back there in the corner, too. Both of these are Bostronic stronic equipment, and, uh, but again, with Dad, I need this out of here. I need the shop inventory <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I have an arrangement with our shop supplier to hold finished goods. Yeah. Just so every week they can ship me what I need to get out, but that's been a struggle with, with supply chain issues. I need to hold more inventory.
1: So does your dad get a new location, or are you just gonna put this out in the parking lot with a tarp over it until I'm, uh, you know, figure it out?
2: Well, we, we actually are building a new one, and, and I, I actually promised him an office in the new building. Oh. So I think that, that, that won the deal. So.
1: Is it bigger than your office? It is bigger than my office. <laughs> smart. Smart. That's some good horse trading right there. All right. So I, I'm noticing as I'm looking around, we, we walked by, you were telling me your dad was a carpenter before he was a welder, and there's these old pallet racks that are handmade, that are almost 50 years old, that are made out of wood. and. Uh, scattered about the campus, our little treasures. What is that white top I see over there on the roof of that building?
2: Yeah, that's one of our, uh, a couple of our Bronco hard tops uh, that we have for the classic model Broncos. We, uh, If we've built them... To In
1: Wimbledon white, by the way, both oh, yeah. of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we've still got three old Bronco bodies here that he wants us to rebuild and do but you know those take a lot of time oh, yeah,
1: yeah a lot of time
2: through covid we had to skip on those but yeah we he's already storing the parts <laughs> you know for us to build him another bronco so
1: yeah well but, i don't know does he get a building an office and a new bronco uh, a new old bronco
2: I, i'll come up with a reason you know, trade again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right i guess i guess he's worth it he uh he started this whole thing so all right so uh this must be the new building
2: Yes, this is all for manufacturing and R&D. We kind wow. of split it one-third, two-thirds. So last time I was here,
1: there, were, there was a house on the property, and there was an area where this building was going to be. It was, it's probably been, I don't know, maybe three and a half, four years since I've been here. So it's good to see I come back, and now there's the, the building is up. And it's, uh, this is a pretty sizable addition to the campus.
2: Yeah, we were, since you were here last, we actually acquired a couple more houses through the street so we could make this building bigger than originally planned. So this was 25,000 square foot. Wow. Uh, it, 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 it does tie back to our original facilities. It just fits right up in the corner of everything so we can drive a forklift through or whatever. And
1: this is what to. they would call a clear span building. It basically has yeah. the structure on the over the top and on the side, so there's no poles or anything in the middle?
2: Yeah, we don't, we don't have to worry about any of that, so we can lay it out with all the saws and equipment through the middle and, and route all of our uh, workflow, bring, bring the raw sheets of steel in on one side and come back out and finish parts.
1: Uh, you know, when I was here last, I remember the old R&D room, which is, what, two lifts? Yep. And uh, so how... You guys are going to put R&D in this area then?
2: Yes, it'll be on the front third of this building. Oh, I, I can
1: see the uh, the racks over there. Yeah, we're getting
2: new ones put in. This will be a seven-bay R&D. So wow. Two to seven. Plus, we, we left a, an area in here where we can actually drive a vehicle through, or we also got a secure area to store all of our original takeoffs that we refer back to a lot of times. Sure. Here, they're they're just stuffed everywhere Yeah. Know, where we can actually organize those. We, we like to keep those if customers have an issue a year or two down the road, 10 years down the road, we can refer back and uh, replicate the, the issue if needed or verify what we have. And so we have lots of storage, all the R&D, and this allows us room to add R&D, new R&D equipment, as well as new manufacturing equipment.
1: I guess a lot of people might not realize you guys are doing FMVSS on the new kits, right? Getting you know, all, all the kits certified for... For handling and, and all that part of it, um, you guys are using high-end components and materials and, and again, building here. The, 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 everything's happening right where we're standing at the Skyjacker campus.
2: Like you referred to, one of the things that we try to be absolutely certain of is that vehicles are going to continue to operate safely on the highway. We all want to go off-road and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. But we all are a little bit more forgiving if something happens off-road, sure. but on the highway... It's, it's got to function properly. All these vehicles come today with electronic stability control, and we've got to be sure that's going to continue to function correctly. No lights. Right, right. Even with our lift, it, it still needs to function. I mean, you well, occasionally you may get a flicker of an ABS, but that means it's doing what it's supposed to sure. to correct anything. And so we, we, we do tests. We... Most of these, we are personally vested owner-operator of a vehicle. Sure, you know I've got the new Tundra, My son's got the 21 F150, dad's got the GM 1500. We own a 3500. We most all of us in the family, which there's 12 family work here. We pretty much all own something. And you're driving them every day, so right. you guys are
1: being able to test them in the real world, real work conditions. Senior, you're going to uh, you want to add anything
2: to that? Oh, I agree with him 100%. I'll say this on the SS. Testing, we have never had one fail on the first try because we've driven nearly every one of them and yep. tested them. And old boy, one time, what was old boy's name? Is driving? Uh, Steve Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Tyler said one time he said, "Well, Lonnie said uh, on this new Jeep right here, they fair, they seldom ever pass on the first test." I said, "This is one will." He said, "You serious?" I said, "I'm serious." Passed on the first test.
1: Well, that goes down to the engineering acumen that you guys are putting into the kits. And, you know, it's not just, you know, some, you know, shade tree mechanic that's welding Leo lift blocks on top of axle. You guys have fully engineered kits with advanced machinery, computers, equipment, CNC, right here in Louisiana. It's, it's amazing to see how, how far you guys have grown and, and even the investment that you continue to make, not only in the in the company, but in the resources the company has to move forward and operate in what's gonna be a more you know technologically complex market yes, as it comes sure. to lifting vehicles in, in the future. All right, so now we're standing uh, in the, the far part of the new building where new R&D is, and you've got you know basically the wood framing for all the offices and the bathrooms and everything. You've got storage off to the side that'll be specific for R&D. I'm looking at uh, three post hoists here, four post uh, hoists, and then you guys will have the other ones coming in for the old R&D facility, but yes. it looks like you've got plenty of room to, I don't know, walk around now and drive vehicles around, or uh, yeah, it's pretty every awesome. every
2: lift can have its own work cart as it's being staged or worked on. Whatever parts it needs is right there. Uh, we, we left... Two bays with no lift, so if it's something we need to do on the ground, yeah, like maybe I'm rebuilding a motor in an ultimate venture rig, right? And you
1: don't want to taking up your lift, yeah, we
2: don't need to have it on the lift, so we just got options. That we can drive all the way through into the other building if there's something that needs to come through, or if we're bringing a pallet load of bumpers and somebody in here, we can port lift them in here. But everybody's getting it's got its own work parts. We'll be able to have all of our dynos and test equipment right here along the wall in front of the lift so we can take a shock off, dyno it, put it back on, take that new truck back to the dealer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sure. you know, we have good relationship with all of our current dealers, uh, local dealers, that allow us to borrow these vehicles. And
1: so one of the things about new buildings, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear it right now, but uh, it's loud because there's a epic thunderstorm rolling overhead. So coming from Southern California, we really just don't get awesome weather like this.
2: We don't have electricity in here yet, but we are in the dry. And, of course, that's the electricity is part of supply chain issues. That will get in here. We're, we're we're getting all the walls put in. We'll have room for more designers in these offices here. Of course, we've got Dad's office. diller has got an office which, which helps run R&D with yep. Dad. And, uh, but, yeah, we've got a lot of room to expand uh, the talents that can be. Because as we sat down, like I say, years ago, we said, well, we need space, we need equipment and we need people. Yeah. And, and as soon as we get this building finished, then we can actually put a few more bodies in here with the right skill sets that, that, that help us expand and keep multiple projects going on at one time.
1: All right. So, uh, where to next?
2: Well, it's about time to get some lunch.
1: All right. Well, then uh, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> uh, Lonnie, appreciate uh, your time. This has been great to, to walk through, especially since last time I was here, and see the progress. And again, if. Uh, anybody out there is looking for uh lift kits suspension so go to skyjacker.com um and again you guys have SKUs and part numbers for a lot of the vintage stuff that many of the other competitors that aren't making anymore so you know if you want a lift kit on your old square body chevy or or your old scout or any of that you guys want to check out skyjacker and and support a really great legacy business of that's still family owned in the off-road industry and these guys are the real deal so appreciate your time and uh well, I'm going to see you at lunch, but everybody else will see you on the trail.
2: Thank
0: you. Holman, thank you for bringing us that uh, audio. I was just on Skyjacker.com and fell in love with a uh, T307PK-M 7-inch suspension lift kit for a 1983 Toyota pickup. Are <laughs> you
1: trying to find a 83 Toyota pickup? <laughs> uh, I'm going to buy the suspension, and then I'm <laughs> and going to buy the wait, truck to match. Okay, got it. Yeah. God, that, that definitely seems like the right order of operations right there. <laughs> no, uh, I think you can hear that uh, Skyjacker is the, the, they're real, the real deal. They're the real deal. They're good old boys and from Louisiana, yeah. but that being said, they're making great products, made in America, family-owned business, like all the things that you want to check off your box uh, and the things you want to support and the people you want to support, and they just couldn't be a, a nicer, better family. I, like I said, I've known them for you know probably uh, close to two decades and uh it's so awesome you know obviously supply chain and covid and inflation and all the things happening although I bet There's, they were less
0: affected by that
1: right well but I'm just saying to see them go through those waters and still come out the other side expanding uh, hiring more people investing in their community and then not selling out and you know Lonnie said that they've had offer after offer after offer and he's like, no we love what we do like this this is our family legacy and we're we're not not interested in selling like he said I it would have to be, you know, some stupid amount of money or something. But that, again, they're not, that's not why they're doing it. They're not in it for the money. They're not in it for the flip. They're in it because they want to see their next generation have something to, to take, uh, you know, and run with. So, uh, again, skyjacker.com, check them out if uh, you guys got a truck. Great people, great products. Really love those guys. And hopefully they give you a little insight into uh, uh, USA manufacturing down the South. And also, we ate catfish for lunch. It was great.
0: I knew you were gonna somehow. And a po-boy. I knew somehow it was gonna come. I knew because you and went up to like afterwards.
1: Yeah, here's the problem. You go up to where the drinks are, and on one side is sweet tea, and the other side is Dr. Pepper. How do you decide? Dr. Pepper. Uh, or sweet tea sometimes. I don't think I don't like tea, so. Oh well, okay. Not you then. The the rest of us. <laughs> yeah.
0: The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, whoa, oh, oh. whoa.
1: All right, well, we haven't heard from you guys in a while, so uh, give us a call, 657-205-6105, and uh, leave a message on the five-star hotline that still has the original message that we recorded four <laughs> years ago. And uh, That's not lazy. That's on purpose. No, it's lazy. Is it? Actually, it's not even lazy. It's forgotten. We just didn't think okay. to go back until we were called out on it. Well, so you know who didn't forget? is Ooh, our, our listeners? RB. RB. Yeah.
0: My God, is he leaving, uh, he's prolific, leaves us a lot of messages.
1: Uh, but we can't play all RB messages. Well, he, he doesn't leave them on the five-star hotline, He leaves them at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. So, Ray, keep leaving your messages. We just won't read them all at once. <laughs> yeah, we, and we read we them all. We read them all. We do. We do. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah.
0: truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I'm at LBC Lightning. He's at Sean P. Holman, and he's
1: Jeepless jeepless for now i am jeepless i'm gonna change my instagram to jeepless and hb <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like a, a bad uh, girly movie at least it's not as bad as being
1: truckless which i've never been
0: yeah that's true ouch well, i'm not I, truckless I, anymore now
1: i don't have one that runs but i have had a title the entire time we've done the show yeah well oh by the way you I know sa- what it feels like and it's awful you said hello to your trx i'm saying bye-bye to mine yeah it goes, goes oh,
0: back. oh, your TRX yeah. is going away. Yep. Good. That means you're getting a Raptor soon.
1: Yep. The Raptor's coming hopefully the next uh, two weeks. And not a Raptor R. Uh, not a Raptor R. No, yeah. they weren't out when we did our testing. So this is going to be the uh, 35-inch package, the longest travel they offer with the uh, with V6. So what you're saying is you're going to get paid to beat on it. I'm going to get paid to do automotive science, just <laughs> like I did on the TRX, <laughs> which, by the way, I think it'll end up having like 17,500 miles or something like that. Yep. And uh, you know what? Been pretty darn reliable. I had a uh, you know a couple little electronic things that were you know, repaired at the dealer. No big um, deal. Like Updates. what?
0: Because dude, UConnect Five blows. Zero issues with UConnect blows.
1: Four. Blows. In the I will say the fir- blows. The, nope. In yeah. the first month, uh, maybe two months, I had a couple hard restarts as it loaded stuff. Mm-hmm. Not one issue. The rest of the year. I already did uh, two. All right, then you you're good going forward,
0: <laughs> dude. When you when you text me mm-hmm. on the way home mm-hmm. from here, I'll be listening to like uh, I don't know FM. It'll, it'll flick over to my CarPlay so I can hear the message. I'll mm-hmm. hit play. It'll mm-hmm. give me, like mm-hmm. Siri will talk to yep. me. And then it will dump me out onto the air conditioning screen. Hmm. I don't well, even. Well, the good
1: news is over the air updates will fix all that in due time. I sure hope so. I, so I check. I have you Connect 4 every... is awesome. I, I know that. I Downgrade. love it. Downgrade. You can't. I would love to. I would do it
0: in a freaking heartbeat.
1: Yeah. I, that's Some one thing I'll say. That big screen that, that's in mine was one of the first vehicles you can get it in. Yeah. No
0: issues. Hey, on, on Connect 4, mm-hmm. can you have um, CarPlay on the top and air conditioning on the bottom?
1: Yes. Can't on mine. I bet I can do it for you out here. No. One of uh, my good friends bought a, a chassis cab Ram uh, with the middle radio and said, you know, it's it's crazy how they got rid of AM on here. I go what he goes yeah they don't they, they don't have AM so I was driving across the country I couldn't listen to my AM stations I went no there's AM he goes I could find it I'll I'll pay you five bucks if you can find it so I went in I went into settings and turned AM on he goes well, I'll be damned I never found that screen before <laughs> they, they had turned it off <laughs> I, listen I don't I, know if it comes on from so the dealer I read the hundred
0: and six mm-hmm. page stereo manual I've gone on YouTube and I cannot figure out how to put CarPlay on the top. And then put uh, any other th- any other card on the
1: bottom. But you couldn't find that, figure that out in your regular RAM, because the one at banks you told me you couldn't figure that no, out. No, no, the, the one at banks I do it right now. Now I you haven't. do, but when you first got, it, you're like it does uh, uh, that doesn't happen. I'm like it's, I'm showing you my screen. You're like well I'll have to figure There's it out. No, it's like I'm either in CarPlay
0: or I'm in Mm-mm. I'm in the RAM menus. Okay, and RAM Nav. Ra- when and all that.
1: when can I see your TRX and solve this uh, for you?
0: Um. I'll be on the road for the next show, so I don't... Oh, you're going to be up uh, at my office on Tuesday.
1: Okay. Is the TRX going to be there? Yes. All right, bring your TRX. I. What do I get if I'm able to make this happen for you?
0: I will buy you a case of Dr. Pepper. How's that not worth it? You're putting in no effort. Oh, no, I was going to say that that seems pricey. I was going to offer up a double-double animal style. Oh, well, I'm in. With a large Dr. Pepper. Uh, yeah, and okay. And fries well-done animal style. And and there's an, there's an in-and-out, like... Around the corner. My office. I know. We ate there with
1: Corey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I know. I was trying to I was Listen, I'm just trying to get a free meal out of it. That's all. I'm happy. So what's the solution to you being truckless? Uh, I think I'm going to uh, pull some favors from our presenting sponsor, oh, Nissan. Oh, yeah. So since they like to uh, help me out and let me drive some awesome trucks, you all should go out and buy some.
2: <laughs> that's the correlation, them. really? Yeah. So
1: yeah. if they
0: loan you uh, Nissan loans you a truck, yes. our listeners should Buy one. We should thank them for loaning you a truck by buying one.
1: I think that's fair. Interesting. Yes. You a... connected those dots. Hey, head down to your local Nissan dealer, pick one out. Uh huh. What, Go... what? What color? All Midnight of them. edition. Oh, all really? Of them. <laughs> buy multiple ones, and then just tell them that <laughs> you know the truck show. And then if you have a receipt from your uh, Nissan Frontier purchase, mm-hmm. send it to us. We'll send you a shirt and a sticker. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks. So gonna spend,
0: uh, they're going to buy a
1: brand new truck. Yes. And for all that effort, we're going to send them a shirt. And if you get listen. <laughs> If you buy a brand new uh, Titan or Titan XD, they send you a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And you get a sticker and a shirt. That's much better than the sticker and the shirt. All right. Well, uh, if, you, uh, if you guys need a truck like I do right now, uh, go to NissanUSA.com, where you can build and price and uh, show some love for the brand that has shown love to the podcast since almost uh, shoot, day one. Yep, day one.
0: And I have a solution for all you guys that have trucks with uh, dead pedal, the Banks Pedal Monster takes you about 3 minutes to install and if you've got unless uh, you're lighting then na-
1: you will never install one in your own vehicle because you claim I abso- to not have time I I will I absolutely no I actually have one Can I time you Can I come up to there and then you install it Do I have I'll one. time this you. Is a 64310 and I've got one to install in my own truck I just have We should do a video yet. on how fast it- takes you to do it oh i'd love it let's do that so we'll we'll do a timer in the corner and people can see you like fumble and swear i'm not gonna fumble or swear it's it's that easy i'm pretty freaking fast you can't pre-download the app you have to do it while you're plugging in all the stuff uh then i'll have to delete it because i've already got out of my that's fine fine we're just a fresh install okay your phone you and your truck
0: so i have to enter my information i'm going to calibrate it yeah right yeah so you hit the pedal twice calibrates it uh, I will install it. I'm going to do the pedal intercept and connect it to OBD, and then I'll download the app and, uh, and I'm calibrate time it. Boom, start to finish.
1: BanksPower.com. All
0: right. Enter your year, make, and model, and uh, there's most likely one for your truck.
1: Hey, listen, that's not the only app you should be downloading for your phone. Head over to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and download OnX Off-Road, which is the best off-road mapping software out there. Not only do I use it for all of my adventures, I actually use it to plan my adventures. The uh, Off-Road Map is the uh, the map app built for adventure Obviously, it's got a ton of key features, thousands of off-road trails, even featured trails. So if you're in a unique, new, uh, or unknown area, you can click the uh, blue highlighted trails to find out about elevation, see photos, see the difficulty, how many miles, all that good stuff. There's public and private land info. You can save maps for offline use when you don't have a cell signal. Customize with markups, track, save, and share your trip. Sync with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. And of course, you can even play with the powerful 3D planning software where you can see uh, all the elevation in awesome 3D. So you can see... uh, how gnarly the terrain is! Ooh, ooh, and if you put truck show in the discount
0: box at checkout, you will save some mad ducats. Uh, that was
1: completely
0: true and correct all the way up to mad ducats <laughs> truck
1: show okay. on the discount. Code. All right,
0: hey, you guys want to go camping with us? We're going to be um, out in Holcomb Valley, which is near Big Bear, California. And if you know anything about Big Bear, it's scenic and beautiful. September 9th through eleventh, it's called the Toyo Trail Pass. We want you to go to toyotires.com slash trail pass. That's toyotires.com slash trail pass. You've got uh, free overnight camping, tons of workshops. I'm going to be speaking a little bit and drinking a little bit. Uh, they've got photography workshops, tire water. Of course. It's yeah. hydrated. While mm, you're camping, that's exactly right. right? Camp, camp cooking demos. I'm sure that'll be homing. Uh, We've got a bunch of display rigs, vendors, uh, movie night for the family, huge raffle, like 20K in prizes. So anyway, toyotires.com. Slash Trail Pass. Hang out with Holman and I September 9 through 11 in uh, Holcomb Valley near Big Bear. Well done.
1: See you up there. All right. 10-4. But we have a show before then, so
0: uh, see you then first. I'll see you in a week. And then see you after that. Okay. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors.
1: Hi Blah! Blah!
3: Blah! 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 Blah!